A little disclaimer before we get rolling here. You're about to hear some ads. They are all from local entities that want to support the baseball community. A lot of these guys have deep connections. We're players themselves. So if you see having a need for any one of these services, please go patronize these guys. Thank you. We are also brought to you by Body Symmetry, located at 2201 West White Oaks Drive, bodysymmetry.com. More specifically, Chad Marshick, the owner, head trainer. This guy is just amazing on so many levels. He is capable of training anyone from a child to a pro athlete to just your normal everyday person to the elderly. Um, and not only is he a trainer, but he is also adept with you know physical therapy, nutrition, Everything is going to be customized to you and what you need. There's a movement analysis when you first come in to address any deficiencies you have. It's all customized. You know, Chad is the most positive, happy guy I've ever been around. Uh, body symmetry will get you right. I would, you know, put my, my faith in Chad and his trainers any day. So go to bodysymmetry.com, get set up. Chad, we appreciate you. Thank you. We are also brought to you by Hurwitz Enterprises. They can be reached at 217-544-4002. Get a hold of them for all your commercial real estate needs. They've been in the best in the business since 1978 around here. I'm talking Joe. I'm talking Mimi. I'm talking Mikey. All working there. This is an absolute baseball family. I love the Hurwitz family. Jake, the older brother, played at Illinois College. Henry played with me at Lincoln Lane Community College, one of my favorite all-time teammates. And Mikey, the youngest, was a stud at the U of I. Again, love this family. Go support them. Thanks, Herberts. Today's episode is brought to you by Jason Knadler and the Bank of Springfield. I will be the first to tell you that I am not the most literate person financially, but I do know people. And I know that the Bank of Springfield has invested in a lot of people that I know and trust. They have invested heavily in former local area athletes and baseball players. Off the top of my head, I can think of, you know, Jason Knadler, Justin Knadler, Eric Weaver, Tim Wallen, Greg Morantz, Frank Stefano, Murph Mathiot, Ryan Murphy. These are all guys that I know and trust and would have no problems putting my financial future in their hands. And so Bank of Springfield is always involving themselves in local charities and the community and talks about being a family. Um, so... If you're going to put your money somewhere, take it to Bank of Springfield. These are guys you can trust. We are also brought to you by Eric Easley of the Easley Real Estate Team. With the Real Estate Group, he can be reached at 217-971-3256 or at the EasleySalesTeam.com. This is Eric Easley, local baseball legend back in the mid-90s, was a shortstop quarterback combo at Southeast, stand out there. Went on to play at uh, Western Illinois <clears throat> and was an umpire for a long time. Now he has been in the real estate game for about 13 years. Have a lot of respect for this guy. I've always liked this guy. Happy to have him on board. Please go see the Easley Real Estate Team for all your real estate needs. We are also brought to you by Sheehan and Sheehan Lawyers, located at 1215 South 4th Street, Suite A. They can be contacted at 217 544 0701. I'm talking Pat Sr., Pat Jr., and Willie. Uh, they can be contacted for adoption needs, agricultural law, business and commercial law, estate planning, real estate planning, taxation, traffic and minor traffic offenses, personal injury, wrongful death suits. 
And I grew up with Willie playing baseball on the Southwest Braves. We were state champs. He played uh, high school baseball and soccer at SHG. Pat Jr. was an accomplished baseball player at SHG, SCI, and uh, finally the U of I. We really appreciate the Sheens here. Love this guy. Love this family. Great, great family. So go see these guys. Appreciate you. We are also brought to you by Josh Badman of Radon Fighters. He can be reached at 217-823-9536. This is a great guy. He's my fellow firefighter. Use post-game spread as a code to save 25 bucks on a radon inspection. If you're uh, buying a home or just want peace of mind <clears throat> for radon in your house, please give Josh a call. He was a standout player at Morrisonville back in the day and then played at SCI for Coach Tor in the early 2000s. Go see Radon Fighters. We are also brought to you by Cornerstone Financial Services, specifically the founder and my buddy, Ryan Kaiser. We were part of the Dance Dads together. We met while our daughters were doing ballet. Love this guy. They're a huge baseball family. His son plays for the Arsenal. They're doing a baseball stadium tour. Um, You can get a hold of Ryan for... He specializes in retirement planning, estate planning, and is a certified financial planner. Love this guy. Go support them. Appreciate you. We are also brought to you by Cardinal Cleaning. They can be reached at cardinalcleaningonline.com and 217-679-6567. The owner-operator, Adam Springer, local baseball dude, family friend, standout at Chatham Glenwood. In the mid-90s, also had a stellar career at Rend Lake in Kentucky Wesleyan. Cardinal Cleaning can take care of any cleaning needs you have. Home, business, restaurant, weekly, bi-weekly, monthly, whatever you need, they can take care of you. Get a hold of Cardinal Cleaning. They'll do the rest. We are also brought to you by Matt Brewer. Matt is an attorney here in town at the law offices of Stephen Kelly. Matt exclusively practices in the areas of personal injury and workers' compensation. He can be reached at 217-544-8000 or mbrewer at stephenkelly.com. I love competing against this guy growing up. He was an SHG grad, 2002, stud in football and baseball, went on to star for Dan Callahan at SIU Carbondale, and then had a one-year career pitching in the Diamondbacks organization. I ran into this guy the other day. He looks like he could still lace him up. We appreciate you, Matt. We are also brought to you by Sitco Chiropractic. They can be reached at 217-525-2035 and sitcochiropractic.com. They offer chiropractic care, corrective exercises, lifestyle advice, nutritional counseling, spinal and postural screenings. They are located at 205 North Grand Avenue. Love the Sitco family. Uh, From the dad, Stephen, to Kyle and Casey, I grew up with them. Their brother Tyler was a big-time baseball player at SHG and SCI. There's a reason they have over 70 ratings on Google, and they're all 5.0. These guys are great. I went to them a few years back for some back issues I I was having. They'll fix you right up. Go see Sitco Chiropractic. We are also brought to you by Washco Strength and Speed, located at 3604 North Peoria Road. There's also a second location in Jacksonville. Jared can be reached at 217-899-3233. I do not think there is a better place to take your youth athlete, specifically a baseball or softball player, than Washco Strength and Speed. Jared was an SHG grad, um, 
He went to ISU. He pitched at SCI. He has a certified strength and conditioning specialist, which is the top certification you can get in the game. He is on it with his programming. He stays on new modalities and training methods. Um, He offers summer camps, team training, group training, arm care, velocity work. The proof is really in the pudding when it comes to Jared. All of his athletes get stronger, they get faster, they get more explosive. Um, they're they're less injury prone. He's cranking out athletes to college. If you really care about your athlete and you want to invest in them, send them to Washco Strength and Speed. Okay, we're back. Part two, post-game spread here with the Crookster, Casey Erickson. Man, part one went so dang good. We're going to bop around here a little bit on a couple things before we really, like, get back into it. We kind of ended at right at his junior year when he kind of started dominating. But it's been cool kind of since we, we left off the last one. I've actually – the craziest thing, I ran into Brian Pinkstaff at, like, a kid's thing. I hadn't seen him in 20 years. We Pinky. tell a couple Pinky stories, and then all of a sudden Pinky shows up in my life. Crazy. Yeah. A day after that, I see your brother Corey at Walmart. I dap him <laughs> up, give him a big hug. Yeah. Awesome. Um, let's see. Kim Worth has gotten in touch with me. She's like our number one fan. Yeah. Kimbo always gives me her her thoughts on the show and how it yeah. went. She loved it. She, here's her here's her quote. Uh, Casey is the best one overall who had knowledge of the game, the reality of his future, and hands down his confidence screams complete knowledge of reality. I totally relate to how he thinks. So. Oh, that was nice. For nice to, to have Kim Worth in your corner. I'm yeah. a huge Kim Worth fan. She always kicks me your stuff. Um. I wanted to start off kind of funny here. Um, I want to talk about some Seinfeld with you. I know you're a big Seinfeld guy. Like Absolutely. When I first learned you were a Seinfeld fan, I figured we would get along because I'm a big Seinfeld fan as well. Um, I want to share a little short story about why. I, so I, when I was at Murray State, our, uh, our strength coach was named Justin Cecil, really bright guy. Um, he was a huge Seinfeld guy. He had a quote that I always go to. <laughs> We had a catcher on our team named uh, Jason Payton. He had a heart heart merm, so we called him Big Merm. So <laughs> Big Merm instead of like Big Perm, Big <laughs> Yeah. Big Merm was like, I don't get Seinfeld. You know, I just it doesn't make sense to me. And he goes <laughs> he said something like, Well, Seinfeld is for smart people, Big Merm. So <laughs> if you don't get it, I don't, I don't know what to tell you. So all right, Case, uh what is your who's your favorite character on Seinfeld? Uh it's gotta be Costanza, George, yeah. George Costanza, and followed by his, his dad Frank. Yeah. Those two to me are the the funniest of the group, and and you know of course Jerry's funny too. But yeah, those two are just they crack me up, man. And I, so like, did you grow up watching Seinfeld? Because it kind of ended when I remember trying to get into Seinfeld when I was like young, and it was kind of over my head a little bit. And then I kind of came back to it more in like college adult, <clears> and I was like, I really get it now. Yeah, I don't, dude. I was watching like Saved by the Bell when I was oh, young, yeah. you know, like watching, oh, <laughs> watching Zach and that Kelly. show. Oh man, yeah. Saved by the Bell raised me in some ways. <laughs> yeah, no doubt, man. Um, I don't know when I got into Seinfeld, but um, I got a few buddies that are into it as well. And yeah, I mean, we can just send each other quote after yep. quote and and scene after scene. I mean, it's it's kind of ridiculous, but it's the best. It, I can always go back and just roll through it. Such great episodes, such great writing, so funny. Yes, huge Seinfeld fan myself. Yeah, the uh, the the secondary characters, um, what do oh, they yeah. call those? Um, 
But just not the main guys, but all the secondary characters, they're hysterical. Yeah, they come in and out. Oh, my yeah. gosh. They're hysterical, dude. That's what makes it great, I yeah. think, is all those extras, man. Like you, like, 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 like the Soup Nazi? Or t- you're talking yeah. about like reoccurring. Like Soup Nazi, yeah. Putty, you know. Yeah. The, oh, yeah. Those, their high those school, kind of people. Their high school coach, Newman. the librarian, Newman. Yeah. I mean, there's oh, just man. hilarious <laughs> casts in that, in that show. Yeah, I love it. Um, <clears throat> before we move on, I had like one funny thing. Um, so I, I, I first listened to you on the Derek Paris podcast, the download. Shout out to Derek Paris at 1450. He's doing an yeah. amazing job. DP's a man. He's yeah. like the next Rupert, I think, basically. He's doing a phenomenal job. He's been very helpful to us, kind of cranking out the post-game spread stuff. So shout out to him. He did a great job on his podcast, which is shorter. I already know the answer to this question. You're, one of your favorite baseball movies of all time is Field of Dreams. Yeah? True. So I had a funny thing, and this is just humor me. This is how my mind works. Um, Kind of the main thing of Field of Dreams, it kind of and it, it it comes down to this you know scene where he gets to play catch with his dad, right? Right. right. And like you know that makes some people cry, and like he wants to have a catch sure. with his dad, and like man, you've got this relationship with your dad that's very special, bonded in baseball, same as me. That always gets me. Yeah. I would, <laughs> I got to laughing thinking back to like some Bobby clips and quotes, and I, <laughs> if if Casey Erickson is in Field of Dreams, if you're Kevin Costner, yeah, and your dad is um the dad was Rakenzoa. Can't remember. Uh, if the, the the dad, if he comes out and you guys are playing catch, even as a ghost, does your dad make you chase the ball if you throw it past him? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> is does is yeah. Ghost Bobby saying, "I'm not chasing anything"? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. He probably made me go go get it. Yeah, unless it went in the cornfield, you know, then he might have been like, "Oh, I'll get that one." Have you been? I have not, man. Oh, man. I have not. I watched the game. Was it this early? Was it early spring? Was a White Sox play I think there? So. I think Tim Anderson hit like a walk off or something, and right. definitely enjoy watching that game and just seeing that atmosphere and that on that property. And yeah. it's just really cool that they're doing that out there. Take and your kids sometime if you yeah. ever get a chance. It's not yeah, so like far away. Yeah, yeah, R- really cool experience. Um, I've got I've been a few times. It's it's awesome. awesome for the kids. Yeah, that'd be great. Yep. All right, man. You ready to get back into it? Sure. All right, buddy. So we're back into this junior year here, and you know I was a year older than Crook here, and this is when I felt like. He really kind of took off. And a lot of your your friends have kind of said similar things. This is when they really were like, yeah. okay, Crook's like separating himself. Uh, Jim Rupert said it. This is when you kind of separated yourself from everyone else, and it was kind of the Crook show. Yeah. Not that everyone else wasn't a solid baseball player. As well, sure. But, um, let's say this is the year you guys got fourth place in state. This is the year of the famous Crook game. <laughs> everyone, ser- seriously, every single person I talked to in here mentioned the Crook game. So we'll, we'll, <laughs> we're getting to that here. Um, I had one good game, man. <laughs> <laughs> um. 88 innings as a pitcher, 131 Ks, nine walks, which is just like blows my mind. Uh, 14 and 0, 1.03 ERA, batted 386 with seven dings. Um, can you take us through this year? Just like what what you remember? Anything that fun that stands out? Just um, what it was like for you? Oh man, it was a really good year of baseball for our team. Yeah. Um, those stats sound good, you know, but you know how it is, man. As a pitcher, you got to have a good defense, and I had a really yeah. good defense. You guys um, did, man. Good catcher, Jimmy Clayton, good defense. Um, Jimmy switched over to catcher at this point? Yeah, Jimmy Yeah, Jimmy caught me most time. Um, okay. Pink staff caught me a little bit too. Yeah. Um, but uh, once – I think Jimmy had some, some knee injury, I believe. Um, so they started to, you know, DH him a little bit yeah. to get him in that role just to get him from behind the plate. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Jimmy caught me a lot, man. Um, him and I worked well together, and he uh, he kind of knew what I was going to throw, so it, there wasn't yeah. much shaking off. You know, right. we were on the same page. Um, but 
Yeah, really, uh, just a really good fundamental group um, that we've always been. But right. now it was kind of like, hey, you know, we're juniors now. Um, it's it's time to make some noise and, and yeah. to uh, put our mark in the history books here. And I mean, was you know, that kind of the, the thought before, before the season started, like state is the goal? Or well, I I think conference is <clears throat> conf, conference is always uh, the first that. goal for us. It's like, hey, man, we're, we're, we want to beat everybody in this area first, right. you know. And right. when we get to the postseason, we get to the playoffs. We'll you know, now we'll change our, our mindset um, and, and try to go get a championship. But um, uh, I don't know how many games we won that year. I, don't, I can't remember what our record was, but I don't, I don't think we I lost. I have it, actually. You know, <laughs> I, think, I think we only lost, like, two. I think yeah. we were, like, 33 or 34 and two. Yeah, you guys were solid. Um, probably Coach Mumi knows exactly how many games because he's got a memory, like, uh, I mean, uh, yeah. it's just unreal. Can you but, remember, like, some of the guys that were, like, every, everyday starters, the starting nine-ish? Yeah, I mean, yeah, it was contributed. Yeah, I mean, it was it was basically the same team that I was playing with in the (laughs) summer, man. It was the same group. We've already done a Diamond Kings roll call, so I'll just save you. Just listen to episode one. (laughs) Yeah, it was the same group, but we were just, you know, um, everybody was together um, at at the varsity level, Um, and you know, it was we're all juniors, and it's like, all right, it's it's time to to do this thing, right? Um, But. And you know we we got into the post in, in, into the the postseason, um, and it's not like we just rolled through the competition. Um, we games. had a couple comeback games, yeah, um, to to get where we wanted to go, and then you know uh, like the state tournament back then there was there was eight teams that got there instead of yeah uh, four, you mm-hmm. know, so it was a different 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 game there. You had to go in three, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, it was a great experience, man. We had a lot of fun. We played a lot of good baseball made a lot of good memories oh yeah um and i you know we enjoyed the heck out of it you're if i can remember so i was i guess i've said it before i was a year a year ahead of you i remember your stuff being if i remember right um being like you were a kind of an upper 80 guy yeah uh had some had some movement had some run could touch mm-hmm. low 90 if you had to like i already said would drop angles would mess with people mm-hmm. uh you know could bury your curve could could throw it for strike mm-hmm. um would you say that's pretty accurate, kind of your, your, your stuff at yeah. this point? <clears throat> yeah, I was, you know, junior year, definitely upper 80s, definitely yeah. 86, 89, somewhere in that spread, mm-hmm. you know, um, and definitely had natural movement on the ball, you yeah. know, arm side you, run. You, were you trying to do that or that just kind of natural? No, that's just, your, no, that's, my, you know, a three-quarter right. arm slot, you know, right. and just had natural run to the ball. And, yeah. um, and you know, I like pitching inside. You know, yeah. and that's kind of rare in high school. Most kids yeah. don't like going inside. They want to pitch away. And Was that something taught to you or that just like you just liked it? You oh, eventually yeah. just oh, yeah, got a right. feel for it. No, I mean, it, it, I enjoyed it. Yeah. You know, I liked when when guys got on the plate, yeah. you know, that tells me that, you know, you, you you want me to throw the ball in the outer half. Yeah. Right. To get yes. to it. Awesome. So I come in. I just yeah. I look at that window underneath the elbow and your knees and I just try to throw it in there and tie you up. That's awesome, dude. I was telling people that have not listened to the part one yet. I was like, this is high level baseball conversation. Like you got to listen to this. And like, it's falling <laughs> in line with that right there. We're going to eventually, I have a question that I kind of put in, in our Q and a at the end that I, I want to really kind of di- delve into like your thought process as a, as a pitcher. When, when we get there, I don't want to like okay. derail us too much, but just like how you would. Yeah. Like, I guess that was something like that. Like yeah. when you saw this, a batter get in, if he's close and you're like, okay, this is how I'm going to attack him versus yeah. it would be a different plan if he was a little more off the plate. Sure. Right, depending on what kind of a hitter they are. Yeah. 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 That's that's the fascinating good stuff. I a lot just, of mind games in baseball. Yeah, man. dude. Yeah. Chess match. It is a chess match. <laughs> it is. Man, I love yeah. that. Um 
Now, you were also involved, was it in the Area Code Games? Was it, was it around yeah. this time? Yeah, I got invited to Area Code Games out in California. Can you tell everyone what kind of what that is exactly? Um, it's, I mean, it's for, for people who don't know what it is, it's pretty comparable now um, to like a showcase. Um, it, but at but the time, it was a very big deal to get invited. It to is. It's, it's, a, it's an invite only yeah. um, for juniors. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's not a showcase where a bunch of colleges – and, and I'm sure, you know, I don't know for sure. I don't know how many college scouts were there. I don't know what college scouts. I know there was a lot of professional scouts there. Yeah. Um, so it's an invite thing, and you go out, and you're there. We were there in Huntington Beach um, for, I think, three days. I threw two different days. I threw, like, the first day and the, and the third day. Um, just one appearance, you know, one inning, and 300 radar guns in the stands. Yeah. Uh, you, well, you spoke with uh, uh, Parker Detmers. Yeah. He went. He, went he did the same thing. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah he he did it. That yeah. kind of caliber of player. It, it yeah. I mean yeah, yeah. Was that a good experience for you? Did you feel like it was worth it? I mean, did anything come of it or? Yeah, I don't. You know, I mean, helpful? I'm sure something came of it. Nothing directly. You Just know, like, like exposure. Yeah, it's an exposure thing, and yeah. you know, obviously, it's an invite thing. So they 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 know who you are already. Sure. They're getting a chance to see all these guys at one, not one facility, but one area. Yeah. Basically, because there's multiple fields that were down there. Yeah. Um, but. Yeah, I mean, it was like I said, it was one appearance, one one inning, um, one day, and then one inning the two two days after. Um, I, I I did well. I I think it was a one my first outing. It was a one two three inning, and this dude hits a a sky fly ball between myself and the catcher. Yeah, and I mean it's a big league pop up, and I'm kind of looking around like, hey, anybody else want to take this? <laughs> Are you gonna make the Is pitcher this on catch me? it? <laughs> No, they made me catch it. Really? So I, yeah, I did. <laughs> well, I just remember catching, catching skills, that fly ball. Hey, yeah, catching skills come at, come I ain't into play. Scared of a fly ball? No, you know. Yeah. So nobody else wanted it. I'm like, I'll take it. That sounds like you. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, dude. Man, in that I know it. I, I barely know you. I mean, I, I just you know, we essentially had our real first conversation this last yeah. part one, and you know what? It's multiple people have texted me and been like, it sounded like old friends talking, and that yeah. is like exactly what I wanted, and. Yeah, I thought you know we shared a quick laugh right away, and I felt like we were rolling. Like I felt yeah. like I was talking to an old buddy. So yeah, thank you for being so cool and kind of. Well, we got a lot in common, man. We I mean, we grew up in the dudes. same place. Absolutely, yeah. We're 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 we we participate in multiple sports, competing yeah. against each other. For sure, we, we both like Seinfeld. That's the, the dang truth. <laughs> That's buddy. all it takes. Right? The dang truth. So this uh, this junior year, what kind of um, attention were you were you attracting school wise, pro scout wise? What I was, was getting what was going on. A lot of letters. Yeah, yeah, getting a lot of letters, getting some, you know, scouts calling. What, what can you name some of those schools? Um, Miami, um, like her Miami Hurricanes. Yeah, Woo. yeah, like Miami. Um, jeez, Texas Tech, Texas. I mean, yeah, yeah, all the big ones, man. Serious schools. Mm, yeah. yeah, SEC schools. Wow. Mm -hmm. And did you go on any visits? Didn't go on any visits. Uh, my, I go on my visits junior year. Maybe it was after my junior year. I decided on going a few visits, but um, the only ones I went to was uh, SIU, um, ISU, and Illinois. Those are the three places that I visited. Really? Local. Yeah. Now, why did you not give any consideration to these like colleges, these SEC schools, or anything like that? Well, I, <clears throat> to be honest, man, I was I, I was a little intimidated by by a four year uh, a four year school because I knew. Um, that I couldn't get drafted till after my junior year. Yeah, and I always had that feeling or that thought, like, dude, what if I get hurt? 
you know, like what if I blow my arm out my sophomore year and I never get the chance to play, Billy, to, to Billy play, you, you know, you, you just, and I'm like, man, Billy, I got Billy Clayton. I say yeah, every dude. podcast. Yeah, man. yeah, 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 yeah. Billy Clayton was a exactly load. That. He was a load and he yeah. had, in, he had what three surgeries. Yeah. And he's a guy who got robbed of his future because, right. you know, yeah. because Ab- of that, you know, and had a, had a absolutely pro pro arm was still oh. mid nineties fuzz. Yeah. In the, in the late nineties here, which was crazy. Yeah. And, you know, went in the 10th round and decided to go to Carbondale and his arm just fell apart and it was never, he never got, got a chance to, to bring it back. Yeah. And guess what? I saw that. That yeah. was, ahead, he was sure. ahead of me. You learned it. From so that. I learned it from that. I'm like, Man, a lot I of just, people did. As a pitcher, you know, it's just it's a little bit different, I think. Sure. You know, and you're just like, man, I, I might not. I don't know how long I got with this arm. Yeah. And, you know, back – I think – Were you a guy much, that had arm problems? No, I didn't, I didn't have arm problems um, in high school. You know, tendonitis and stuff. Uh, yeah. Pretty common. Right. But, you know, I, I think surgery is much more common these days, and people are more confident in the recovery. Right. For sure. Um, you know, 20-plus years ago – it felt like, you know, you get Tommy John, like, you might not come back. Right. And if you if you tear your rotator cuff, you're probably not coming back. Yeah, so I always had that <laughs> in the back of my mind, you yeah. know, just like, man, what if I, you know, what if I can't make it to my junior when yeah. I get hurt? Yeah. Um, so I'm like, hey, if I don't get drafted high enough at a high school, let me see what this JUCO is about. Because yeah. I know I can go after the, you know, freshman year I can get drafted. One more year, you know. Right. Um, so that's what I did. That's what I chose to do. But you did initially commit to U of I. I did. Yeah. I did commit to U of I. Yeah. Um, and I that don't was, know. It was Itch Jones, right? Itchy Jones. Itchy. Yep. Legendary yep. Itchy. Yeah. Yep. And yep. Corey, Corey had committed there out of high school as well. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Did that play into that at all? Like you? Oh, certainly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, certainly. You know, like I told you, he's, he, he was uh, my idol and, right. you know, kind of wanted to follow in his footsteps. And, yeah. Um, you know, he got drafted in the fourth round. So, a little bit different story. He was a high pick. You yeah. know, I um, – I thought it'd be cool. I, I don't know. I'd be, I'd be curious to get his perspective and think it, you know, wonder if he wish he would have, uh, you know, played at a major university. And right. Went that route. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know. You have to ask him that. I will. Cause the Corey Erickson episode's <laughs> coming up. It's a couple, couple down the road. I'm pumped yeah. for it. Yeah. Um, interesting. So th- at one point you, you did think that you were going to go to U of I, or at least you signed the, yes. you signed the papers. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I was committed. They did. They put an article in there, you know, um, in their uh, paper up there and yeah. said that, you know, we, we landed, you know, one of the top pitchers in the state or whatever. And, right. Um, yeah, it was not, I, I ended up calling Itchy Jones and, and told him that I had changed my mind. And your dad said that. Yeah. He, he was really high on you for that. For yeah. doing, as an 18 year old, that's yeah. tough. It was that's tough to make that call. Yeah. Yeah. He, he didn't, they didn't force my parents didn't force me to do it, but they, they were like, Hey, you know, it's time to man up. You know, you yeah. got, you're making a decision. And uh, you need to call. I heard Itchy wasn't super thrilled about it. No, he wasn't happy. Didn't wasn't mm. the best conversation. <laughs> no, <laughs> you're not. No, gonna, I don't remember exactly. Card? I don't remember exactly how it goes. I know he said that I would regret it. Yeah. Um, but I don't remember exactly how long it was or what exactly he said. But yeah. Um, yeah, it was a tough conversation for uh, for a, a young kid, you know. I mean, sure. But had to be done. It's yeah. the decision I wanted to 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 make, and I went through with it. So. Yeah, man, we are bouncing. So, we're going to back up a little bit. Uh, we got to get to the Casey game. Um, do you have any thoughts yeah. on – do you want to say anything about the Casey game, or do you like me to play some clips and you play off that? Yeah, you can play some clips. All right. Yeah. I'm excited. Literally every single person talked about this. I'm really pumped to <laughs> to share this with you guys. All right. Let's start off with B-Roop, Casey game. That would be Brad. Favorite 
our junior year in the regional championship game, we were losing two to nothing to Bloomington Normal or to Bloomington. I think it was Bloomington in the regional championship game, and they're making every play. And Casey's pitching. He gave up two runs early. We get to the bottom of the we're the home team. We get to the bottom of the sixth inning. We're doing nothing all game. We get two on. Casey hits a three-run homer. We go up three-two. He goes out the bottom. He goes out in the seventh and gets three outs. And just like that, you know, from being down, our whole team was down. And then next thing you know, Casey hits a three-run homer, gets three outs, and we just won the game. You know, it happened so quickly. Like he just—I mean, it's kind of hard to take over a game in baseball, but I mean, that yeah. is just the definition of taking over a game. I mean, put it in his own yeah. hands, and it yeah. was like almost like. We were waiting for it to happen, and it did. You know, that's just kind of the player he was. You know, he just didn't have to say much, went up there, game on the line, three-run homer, boom, goes out and pitches, you know, not even fired up. He goes out there, boom, three outs, we win the game, you know, and move on. While we're on, Brad Rupert, I'm going to play another one just called uh, Casey being a gamer, unless you have anything you want to no, add that's right fine. now. Right. Yeah, Casey being a gamer. I Just again, that you know, man, just a gamer. Um, yeah. and you, that's something you can't teach you either have or you don't, yep. um, at the biggest moments when you can, you know, when you can keep your heart rate down and you can focus and concentrate and come up big, yeah. I, that's, yeah. I don't have that instinct. I, I've never had it. You know, it's, it's some guys, do, some guys don't, and he's got yeah. it. And, you know, just that instinct and just that bulldog mentality. He wanted the ball. He always wanted the ball. You know, if, if we were yeah. down, if we were up, he, you know, he wanted the ball. He he felt comfortable with the ball in his hand, and we did too, you know. And it's a great thing yeah. to have a guy like that where when the game's on the line, you know, that's the person that you want up, and that's the person that nine times sure. out of ten delivered, you know. It's that Michael Jordan yeah. instinct. Um, it's confidence in yourself. It's confidence in yeah. your ability. It's the ability yeah. to, you know, stay poised and not let the moment get the best of you. And, you know, 100%. like I said, he, he could do it, you know, and he, he thrived yeah. in that atmosphere and loved it. Great stuff from B. Bones. Roop. Yeah, B. Roop here. All right, lastly, uh, the legendary Coach Moomy on the Casey game, and then we're going to move forward. Had one of those games where he didn't have his best stuff against Bloomington in the sectional championship game at, at Wesleyan. And, uh, I mean, held was able to hold him to two runs. We just couldn't get him anything. We were kind of marred in a team slump at the time, but uh, – Got a couple on, and he hit one out in the in the bottom of the sixth to win the game, three to two. You know, and it's just kind of typical of uh, of Casey. I mean, the ball wasn't flying at Wesleyan. It's kind of one of those places where yeah, long fly balls go to die. But he he got found a way to get it out of there, and it just always is best in the best situations or the biggest situations. And uh, yeah, there we go. <laughs> is is this Casey game as memorable for you as it is for all these guys you played with? Yeah, I mean it it's definitely one that I don't forget, you yeah. know, and I actually heard it on the radio. They were doing some I don't I think I think it was Tim it was Schweitzer and I don't know if Roop was in there with them, but they were doing some <clears throat> some playbacks of some older games. Really? And yeah, or with some some local teams, you know. And I just happened to be in my car and 1450s, you know, always on in my car. And I all of a sudden I'm like, we're next. We're coming up with the, you know, Glenwood Bloomington sectional championship game in 2003. And I'm like, oh, that's that's our game. I know that. (laughs) I know that game. 
so I, I did get to le- relive it a little bit because I, I definitely tuned in and listened cool. to it. It was cool to like listen. Like play by play of it. Yeah, oh, yeah. Awesome. It was it was cool to listen to the the you know commentators and yeah. and and hear the crowd get excited about it. And, yeah. Um, yeah, it was uh, it was a, a great moment for for our team, man. I mean, just hearing something like that, can you like almost go back and get the feeling of that? What it felt like to be there? Yeah, I don't know. Like, yeah, I, I, I don't get stuff like that. Sometimes. I don't remember as far as a, the the <clears throat> pitching of that game. I, and like Coach Mumi said, like I know I didn't have my best stuff, and um, I think we botched a play that cost us a run. So it could have been one nothing, which you know for our team, you know if, if we we're giving up one, we should you know we're we're expecting to win. Um, but we just, for some reason, couldn't get anything across the plate, couldn't get anything going. And, um, I just remember, you know, two guys on and, and, you know, I'm on, I'm on deck and, uh, here comes the coach to, to pull the pitcher. Yeah. So they pull him, guy starts warming up and I'm like, you know, I just thought in my head, I was like, this is where we're going to get him. You know, we're going to, we're going to make our move right here. I didn't think I was going to go deep. I wasn't trying to go deep. just trying to hit the ball hard. Yeah. And you know, and you've probably had this one of those swings. Sometimes you hit home runs and you you hit them so so uh, pure. Yeah, just you just center the baseball so well that it literally doesn't feel like yeah, anything. Like a dry swing almost. And and I and they didn't have like a windscreen up or anything, so it was just a chain link fence out there. And like I see the ball going, and I'm like, it's got a chance, Whew, you know. Yeah. But I got to get on my horse because I'm slow. And I'm like, I <laughs> this I might get thrown out in second if this doesn't go out. But. Yep. Uh, yeah, it it got over the fence, and I I still didn't realize it right away until I saw the umpire signaling because I thought it might have short hopped the fence because yeah. you know no windscreen or anything. But um, yeah, like Brad said, it happened so quick. You know, it's like we're down, we're down, we're we're pressing. You know, we're yeah. like, man, we're supposed to go to state this year. Yeah, and uh, and like <clears throat> Coach Movie said, sectional championship game. So you know, um, big game, and and luckily, you know, they made a pitch and change, and I. Um, and they brought the right guy in that we needed, and yeah. you know I put a good swing on it. So, did your now like around this time when you started kind of separating yourself some, did your boys like treat you the same? Was there any change in how that like dynamic or anything? No, they, they probably held you down they almost way? gave probably gave me like more of a harder time. You know, like <laughs> gave me more crap. You, I'm like you were already a humble guy. They probably just kept you even more. Yeah. Well, I told you, you before, man. We competed with each other pretty yeah. hard. Yeah. I mean, we were. We were ruthless with Tough each on other. each other? Yes. Like those kind of oh, boys, yeah. like you'll say anything like to Like brothers, each other. like yeah. a brother would. Right. You know, like yeah. j- that's just what it was. Yeah. You know, that's like cool. uh, I was talking to Jimmy Clayton earlier today because a good friend of ours, uh, father passed away. Um, and we were talking a little bit about the, the first uh, the first podcast, of the part one. And um, he's, you know, <clears throat> he's like, uh, you remember when guys had like two strikes? And and they were going, you know, they they come up to bat for the third time, and you know they, you know, if they strike out again, they get the hat trick. We're all in the dugout shaking our hats, and you know, doing like a chant, like oh. And then if he strikes out, we're throwing our hands, you know, like we're the opposing team, you know. Like I said, man, we competed with ourselves. You were razzing your own teammates. We were razzing our own teammates to, to. to perform better. Yeah, to, I guess it worked for you guys. Like, it was a, d- a dynamic that raised everyone's. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt yeah. about it. That's cool, man. I, yeah, I, I do still think it's so special that you guys were able to play, you know, 700-plus games together. That's just so unique. No one gets that experience anymore. It's, no, no, it's man, very uncommon. Brothers, no. too. Like, it's what you said, right? Brothers. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. crazy. All right. Um, we're going to circle back to, the like, how you ended up at SCI because it's kind of fascinating. Tor had some great insight on that. But um, – Let's get we'll, we'll get to your to your senior year. Um, 
did you commit during your junior year to U of I? Do you remember? Um, no, I don't think it was till my senior year I committed. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. It was senior year. But in the back of your head, this whole time, are you like, I, I really want to be drafted? Absolutely. That's what it was. Yeah. My brother went out of high school. I was like, I want to go out of high school. I want to go to high school. I'm, school I'm too. ready. I'm ready for professional baseball. Yeah, for sure. All right. Absolutely destroyed his senior year. Uh, Four twenty-seven average, eight bombs, led the CS eight in home runs, seventy-two innings pitched. 105 Ks, 11 and 0, 1.16 ERA. Uh, what was the senior like? Senior year, you like for you? I mean, this would would have been a little different. I mean, you're obviously, you've got the, the the draft coming up. You're you're playing for that. You're already locked in for college life. So at least that's not something you're really having to worry about. Or did, did you? Sorry, did did you sign in the? Do you remember when you signed? Yeah, I, I didn't sign. I wasn't committed. Uh, before the season or anything. Oh, okay. So no. it, it was not a weight off your shoulder. It no. was still. Up in the air. Yeah, it was still up in the air. And was that on purpose, or what was the, the thought behind that? <sighs> you know, I don't know. I, I I think so. You know, I wanted to see, you know, it's another year. Maybe I'm throwing two or three, four miles an hour harder. Maybe yeah. I get different looks. Maybe I get a better offer. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just didn't commit, and it was, you know, I, I don't I don't know. I don't, I don't know exactly why I waited, but, you know, that's what I did. Yeah. Um, at, at this point, were you, I don't know, like, what was your process? Were you Were you working out? Were you lifting weights? Were you, like – Oh, yeah. What yeah. Was well, it, I mean, f I was in football in the fall yeah. um, to start the school year off my senior year. So we're we're hitting the weights in the early bird at six thirty in the morning. Yeah. Bang um, yeah. yeah. Um, and then, uh, you know, once football is over, I took a break from throwing, you know, just took a month off, just yeah. give my shoulder a rest. And then yeah. um, just got back into a winter workout, you know, type of deal and um, open gym at the high school. And yeah. Um, you know, started my bullpens in January. And do you think uh, throwing a football was beneficial for your arm strength? I always felt like personally, hundred percent, humongous. Oh, it's and so much easier on your arm too, right? Absolutely, right. Like yeah, I, I never, never felt I sore after never. throwing. Mm -hmm. I feel like I could throw a hundred times or two hundred times a football yeah. and like really let some balls go and never be sore the next day. But you know, if I threw six innings, you know, a hundred and something pitches, like I was going to be hanging. Yeah, for a couple know? days. Yeah, right. Yeah, I don't know what's you know so unnatural about pitching compared to yeah. someone throwing a football i mean I, I know it's a little shorter of an arm motion you know but yeah um it's a heavier ball and your your, your dad actually <laughs> you know? said that you are actually more capable now even with your screwed up shoulder of throwing a football it's easier for you yeah than a baseball yeah because i just don't have that i don't have to get that extension yeah down and back like like you would with a baseball with a football i can just go right from the ear and just yeah uh and throw so okay what else do you remember about this? What was memorable that stands out about the senior year for you? This is you guys' last <coughs> go around essentially as this, you know, group. Everyone's going to split hung, off. Hungrier yeah. than ever. Yeah, we knew it was our last, two, you know, last last dance, so to speak. The last and dance, yeah. and we, um, you know, we definitely had a goal to win the conference. We we ended up sweeping the conference junior and senior year. Mm -hmm. I think we were. I think there was fourteen games in the conference back then. I think we were. I think so. I think so. We twenty eight twenty eight zero in the conference yeah. two years. Wow. Um, played some really good competition our senior year. Um, and, you know, wanted to get back to, uh, to you know, the, the state series and, and, yeah. and get the job done. You know, we – Yeah. Um, unfortunately, we didn't. Yeah. <laughs> we got bounced. Right. Um, but, uh, yeah, um, we played really good baseball. We were bigger, stronger, faster, more dominant. Mm-hmm. Um, we weren't as healthy as we were um, our junior year. We lost. Uh, Brad had arm surgery. His arm. Is that when he was UCL? Mm. Yeah, TJ. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
Uh, Travis Myers was banged up. Man. Yeah. I'm really happy that we talked about Travis Meyer in part one. I yeah. wanted to get to that. I want to highlight guys like that that maybe not everyone knows that name, but, mm. like, he was a dude. He, he was, was an dude. absolute stud. <laughs> I'm just really happy that we gave them that respect. I hope he – Hope he hope he listens. I don't know. Yeah. I haven't heard much from these Diamond King dudes. So like, yeah. are they listening? Like, yeah. no one's letting me know. Like, hey, I'd like to know if you guys like it too. Like, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Travis is down in Florida, man. Yeah. He's he's probably at a, a, a Buccaneers game or something. Man, yeah, it's cool. He's, he's, he's living a good life down there. Yeah, he's talking about he's like you know opening some different businesses, kind of all revolving around scuba and stuff like that, yep. and doing well for himself. And yeah. I, I love hearing stuff like that. He's a smart guy, and he's made some good decisions, and he's got you know he's got some good things going. Yeah, for I him. love hearing people just like go off the beaten path, like that's what he wanted to do, and he yeah. did it. Like, you know, yeah. And and like you said, man, Travis was injury prone, like yourself. Yeah, and he was he was a really good ball player, man. Absolutely, he was a really good pitcher, and he swung the bat well, and played a good outfield, and yeah, he was a good pitcher. He was a good player. You, you, you talked – or I we've kind of both kind of touched on this being kind of the end of, like, the actual Diamond King group, the core of them. What was that like when, like, that last game when you guys got bounced? Yeah. And there's a special memory kind of after the game. We already talked about it a little mm -hmm. bit. But, mm -hmm. well, I mean, what was that? What, what, was there a heaviness to that? Yeah, or what was, what was very emotional. Yeah. Yeah. It was it was very emotional. Tough, tough for our group to end on our home field. Yeah. Uh, we hosted sectionals that year and um, – did everyone get like popcorn in their eyes, like the Titanic movie? <laughs> That's exactly <laughs> what happened. Yeah, yeah. Oh, definitely, man. We were, we were definitely, you know, uh, like I said, we were emotional. I mean, it was yeah. it was it sucked. It was a, a terrible feeling. Yeah. Um, it's just it was one of those games where, no matter what you did, they made the play. You know, yeah. you, you hit. We made some loud outs, just hit balls right at guys, and you know how that is, man. You you do that early in a ball game. Um, and you know, you immediately start tightening up and pressing and, sure. and trying to do more than you should. And that's, yeah. that's what happened to us, you know, and, and we played down to the last out. I mean, there was runners in scoring position, uh, to tie the game and Travis Heggenkamp hit a line drive to right field and the right fielder came in and dove and caught the ball at the end of the, end of the game. Uh, so yeah, tough, tough way to go out our senior year. We definitely probably, you know, predicted to go sure. all the way and win yeah. it all and sure. and we uh we laid an egg yeah um uh, i was really touched by this when coach Mumi talked talked to me about this it just like so goes in line with this like diamond kings like how close you guys were whereas after the game ended i got a clip i'm gonna play here but i just to kind of paraphrase it you guys played indian ball because you wanted to play some more ball together like yeah it wasn't over yeah man that like I don't want to tear right now. I'm just going to play this clip <laughs> and not get popcorn in my popcorn. eyes. But anyway, uh, we get we mess up a bump play early in that game. They they give them a five run inning. And we come we come back. And I think we end up losing the ball, losing the game six to five. Just a heartbreaker. We had the tying run at third, winning run at second when the game ended. Travis Heckenkamp hit just a sinking line drive to right field, and the kid made a miraculous diving catch to end the game. And, and you know, kids were just heartbroken. You know, all of a sudden it was their last yeah. game on on that field that they played so many games on and uh, tried to talk to them and make them feel better after the game. But, you know, it didn't work. I'm getting my stuff together to, to leave, to walk out of the park and – those kids, they grabbed a bucket of balls somewhere, and they were out on the field playing. 
after the oh, game. Man. They just couldn't. They didn't want to say it was the end. Uh, you know, they didn't want to leave. You know, that being their last moments, so they went out and started. I don't know if they were playing Indian ball or what they were doing. You know, I as I walked away, I just I you know, wow, kind of put a tear in my eyes. You know, I mean yeah, that they that they. I mean, but at the same time, they were, you know, within a half hour after that game was over, they were back out playing baseball and having fun. Whose idea was it to go back out there? <sighs> Man, I don't know. I what don't, a great idea, though. I don't know. Yeah, like you know, like like Coach Mumy said, just you know, we just we didn't we didn't think it was going to be over like that. Yeah. So it was it was tough on us. That um, so th- that year, did you guys play together as the Diamond Kings after that? During the summer, mm, or was that? No, that was it. That was it. Yeah. What did you do that summer then? Um, you know what? I don't remember. Maybe we maybe we did play together. Um, I don't recall. I really don't, man. I'm I'm like missing a few months of my life. <laughs> I know, but I really couldn't tell you. I really don't remember if All we. Right, we'll try to find some clarification on that. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't tell. That you. is like a weird time because, you know. Some some guys are if you're not going on and playing college baseball, kind of what's the point of putting in that kind of a you know seventy game summer that kind of a thing yeah. you know yeah so, who knows I can't remember you know, well, I'll have to ask my old man about that it's okay um really touching hearing that from Coach Mumi I love that's a great way to kind of cap your your high school career here um one thing I wanted you didn't really touch on was how did you deal with all those pro scouts being there, radar guns on you every start. I mean, did you feel that pressure at all? Did you feel prepared for that? What? It's hard not to recognize that they're there. Right. You know, I mean, I'm warming up in the bullpen. There's ten of them standing behind our catcher. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I, I embraced it. I, this is yeah. what I wanted. You right. know, I wanted scouts to come watch me and get drafted. So right, it didn't scare me away. I kind of looked forward to you know getting off the bus if we were on the road or or showing up to the park and kind of looking around like you know. Any, cr- any cross checkers here today? Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, yeah. any big any big wigs here today? Um, um, but yeah, I I mean, obviously, I know they're there. Obviously, they want to see the 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 radar gun light up. You know, right. so I'm sure it changed my, um, you know, changed my mindset a little bit f- here and there. Um, but nothing nothing ever took away from me trying to win a ball game. You right. know, I never let it affect me that that deep. Well, obviously, but. your stats and records say that <laughs> for sure. <laughs> I don't think you were too bothered by it, but I just wondered, like, what is that experience like? Because not everyone gets to go through that. You know, really being the the focal point and really being, you know, a, a lot of pressure on you. There's there's money yeah. on the line. You know, twenty fourth yeah. round pick is different than five, fifth round pick. You mm-hmm. know, so I think I think it also you know it puts uh, a little higher expectation on the team as a whole, you know, uh, and, and maybe, maybe even gives, uh, other, you know, other kids, maybe some hope, like, Hey man, if I play really well today, you know, they might remember my name. That's the damn truth. You know? Yeah. And so happened. it was, yeah. it was a little exposure for not just me, but everybody. I mean, especially if I'm starting and I'm going yeah. seven innings, I mean, those guys are going to stay for six, seven innings. That essentially is what happened with Jay Crawford. You know, everyone came for the Jason right? Worth show yeah. and just so happened that Jay Crawford was shoving and mm-hmm. they're like, well, let's see if this guy can play some pro yeah, ball. I you mean, know, you wonder how much that happens. Absolutely. You know, that's, how many guys get picked in the draft or, that's or signed how, as free agents? So, Justin Knaler got seen because of uh, J- uh, Jason Worth as well. So, they were coming okay. to see they were coming to see Jason, and they are like, oh, Justin's got okay. cannon on him. They can hit some tanks. And yeah. It's cool how that kind of stuff happens. Like, yeah. you get, it gets shine. Other people get looks in other ways as well. Yeah, and I also got to see the, the, you know, and even further into that as a coach this year with Parker. Yeah. 
And I got to, some studs you know, as a coach emails already. and phone calls and text messages. Yeah, what's that like dealing with that? Um, I really enjoyed dealing with it. I hope yeah. I have a, a prospect, <laughs> you know, on my team every year. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. I I enjoyed it. I I look forward to checking my email every morning to see if who got a hold of you know who reached out, yeah. what what information they 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 needed from me. You know, yeah. um, uh, they and and Parker did his part as well in that communication with the scouts. And you know, nowadays they have like these these websites where you you can put your start out there when you're starting where it's oh at. so they're not calling you like yeah when's you doing it when's you doing yeah it? When's you doing it? yeah they put it out there and then all the scouts can go to that and, that and see sense. it and stuff and so it's a little different you know and, and coach movie you know when when with worth and myself and and jay and um you know he had to probably take a lot of phone calls yeah. you know and <laughs> you know he's probably thinking god leave me alone man yeah. you know let sure. me coach you right. know um yeah but again, it's it's a good problem to to deal with. It's a good problem uh, to so have. I don't think he minded either. Right, man, that was cool. Um, I think this. So I we're moving on to SCI now, or no, we're not moving there yet. Excuse me, we gotta go to the draft, my man. Okay, tell us about the draft. Um, you know, I I I didn't even get this from your dad. It was an article that I read about you, about you, basically saying that you know you guys were being told higher than you ended up going. You know, um, mm. as you know, you, you end up going in the 25th round, but was hearing maybe around 10th, maybe even a little earlier, like, you know, 8 to eight to 12. Yeah, well, the twenty the 25th round was at a high school. That was right. That was when I got drafted to high school. I thought, I think we, we heard like 12 to 15, okay. you know, something like that. Um, and honestly, when those rounds passed, I was, I was a pretty, you know. This uh, article I read said you were devastated. I was. Uh, I was upset. I was a little pissed, you know, sure. and, and – you know, didn't feel cheated, but and not even lied to, but just, just quite didn't understand. Right. You know why? And I'm not saying I would have signed if it would have been in the 15th round or not. I don't. Right. I don't know what I would have done. But, um, yeah, I thought I was going to get picked tired. Ended up yeah. sliding to the 25th round, and, and yeah. it was an obvious choice. Hey, I'm going. To, I'm going to school. There was no thought. Like, no, I was right. like, I'm getting. Give me another year. Yeah. Let me let me get you know little little more into training. Get my body better, arm better. Mm-hmm. Come out and 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 you know hopefully get drafted as a after my freshman year this is when you pivot away from u of i to sci Mm -hmm. so you're thinking all right obviously so if you don't know you should know if you're listening to this podcast but if you go division one you have to stay till after your junior year so you have to stay three years there if you go juco you can be drafted after your first year after your second year Um, so a lot of guys will if they're trying to improve their 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 drafts stature right we'll go go to juco yep so that's what you decided to do was that a hard decision for you Mm, i don't know if it was a hard decision um i think my the decision was all right i'm 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 not gonna go you know far away i'm gonna stay here stay in town stay comfortable um and you know either play for you know uh bull or tour Mm -hmm. um and i had known tour a long time I respected the hell out of tour. Sure, um, and that was that was the direction that, that I that I chose. I was Some like, of I'm your teammates were already man. there. We're, we're headed there. A couple of them were already headed there. Yeah, yep. and your your dad played at SCI. Yep. back in the day, player player coach. Yeah, Play, <laughs> player, player coach. coach. Yeah, I didn't realize that. That's yeah, cool. Yeah, he kind of yeah. started the. He's kind of started baseball there. That's, that's right. He I had to go. That. He had to. Yeah. He he always tells me the story. He says he has to go. He had to go to the nuns and ask permission. <laughs> from the nuns if, if, if he could start a baseball team granted that's great yeah 
That's great. So but uh, there was a little bit of that too. Okay. You know, I'm like, hey, I'll, you know, my dad went here. I'll go here. Did did either Tor or Bull at all try to recruit you? Um, Tor they, Tor basically said he didn't. Like, they, no, was like, what's they, the point? They were, Why am yeah, I trying to recruit him? Like, yeah, I think they thought like there's no chance. Right. So what's the know? point? And then once I committed to U of I, they're like, okay, you know, there's I, really no chance. Right. Yeah. But then, uh, yeah, like we called Tor and we're like, hey, you know, we're gonna pivot here and. Uh, Casey wants to play for you. Go to JUCO and you know improve the improve the draft stock yeah. and and you know hopefully get drafted higher next year and go. Yeah. I've got a great tour clip right now on uh, on you coming to SCI signing. This, my man was out here signing letters of intent on car hoods. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Some of his teammates that were coming to play for me was like you know. You know, Casey might not be going to Illinois. You know, he, he might yeah. want to be a bulldog. And I'm like, well, I'm not talking to him until yeah. that takes place. And uh, yeah. ulti- ultimately, it took place. And, and I never forget. I I said it, signed his letter of intent. You know, based off of his conversation with Coach Jones that he wasn't going to go there on the hood of my Explorer at South Park underneath the streetlight. So oh, that's cool. <laughs> kind of a unique. Yeah, there was no yeah. there was no visit, there was no spiel, there was I don't even know if he knew what he, his scholarship was, but right. he was gonna be uh he was gonna be a bulldog and, and uh play play with his buddies and play for you know, Coach Torselli. So that was a, well, that's a kind of a unique yeah. scenario. So you didn't go on any visit there, nothing. Is that accurate? No, I didn't go. You were just like, I'm coming. Yeah. Coming tour. Yep. That's awesome. And you know, I love talking with Tor and I would love to shout this dude out. Let's shout this guy out. What a baseball lifer. I have never once heard anyone say a negative thing about Tor. Everyone that played for him is just like, I love this guy. Like, yeah. Passionately. Like, That's Tor true, is man. the man. I was so happy to f- see him catch on You know, at, at Lincoln Land when Spenedictine kind of went under. And that guy mm-hmm. should be in the game. I just think so highly of him. So, shout out to, to Coach Tor, an absolute baseball dude in the area. You've touched so many lives. Yeah, he truly has, man. Um, like you said, you don't hear anything bad state about him. Never. And people call me and ask about pitching lessons and stuff, and I'm like, you know, I don't do pitching lessons. Not anymore. And, yeah. Well, who do you who do you know? Who do you know who 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 can teach my kids some stuff? And I, I mean, my first response is is Coach Tor because yeah. the guy just knows so much about the game. Yeah. And he's really good at connecting with with not only uh, college kids and high school kids, but younger kids too. You know, he demands their, their attention, and they give it to him yeah. over and over and over. And he's he's once he gets that, he's able to, you know, just share all his knowledge with them. Yeah. And um, the kids really enjoy him. The the college players, uh, guys that I coach here and that, that go to Lincoln Land and I talk to throughout the season and stuff, and they're just – they're the same way. Yeah. They're like, dude, I love tour. And, I, you know – Tor works so hard for you. Yeah. He puts in so much work. I mean, and he's always been like that. He's yeah. always been the hardest worker in the program. I love that. And he holds he holds himself at such a high standard, um, and he demands perfection. And we all know in this game you don't get that, but you work for it. And he just um, – he works extremely hard for you. He'll do anything you ask or need, um, and that's what – you know the players are drawn to, and they respect him so much because of the work that he's putting in with them. Yeah, you well know. Said. So he's he's as he's as good as they come, man. man. That dude is a 
encyclopedia of baseball. <laughs> I mean, he can draw yeah. out practice plan after practice plan, and yeah. they're just they're phenomenal. They're yeah. just great drills. It's on the clock. We're constantly moving. Um, it's it's impressive, man. It's really impressive. Before we go on to some tour quotes and more just about your time at SCI, we've got a f- – so everyone – a lot of people know you as, as Crook. There is another nickname <laughs> that you had at SCI. Do you remember it? Mm-mm. All right. Tor told me this, – this clip is called Tor uh, on Casey being full-time. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, his nickname was full-time. And the reason his nickname was full-time is because when he committed to go to, uh, to SCI – he put in the paper, you know, yeah, I'm going to go play for Springfield College. And I'm going to be a full-time student. And I'm like, you know, not exactly the best words to use. So my brother Jim caught that. And from that point on, his nickname was full-time. Mm, yeah. Yep, so. I can't believe I remember that. There's only, literally, there's only one dude that calls me full-time. And it's, no, it's it's his brother Jim. Really? Yeah. Still Jim, keeps it going. Jim was the assistant coach there at SCI. And, you know, Jim coached. Jim was a big-time football player from what I hear, man. Okay. I mean, he was a stud. And he coached he coached baseball, uh, high school baseball, Griffin. Um, and he was the nickname guru. He, oh, he, he always had a nickname Oh, someone. yeah, yeah. Tim, He's going to figure one out? Slim had a, 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 a really – um, he was like the glue. He was the, you know, Tor yeah. was the bad cop, and, you know, maybe this guy <laughs> was the good cop, and then he had Slim in the middle kind of just mediating everything. Yeah. And he always had a good nickname for everybody, and, you know, I just – I gave him one. He didn't have to think one for me. Can you I think gave of a couple funny ones that you guys have? Anyone on the team have? Oh. That you can share? <laughs> <laughs> the first one that I <laughs> – the first one I can think of, it's probably not appropriate. I'll just I'll I'll just say it's he gave uh, Mark Clayton the name the name Trotter. Um, he called Ryan McCurley Fester, Uncle Fester. Um, <laughs> gosh, what else, man? Put me on the spot like this. It's hard to think of him, but he he's got some unbelievable. Yeah, I get, I'll get what kind of guy you're 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 saying. Oh, I he's yeah, like he's that. hilarious. All right, let's get through some some tour quotes here. He obviously glowed about you. I had a, so much fun talking with him. Uh, Casey is an awesome dude. <clears throat> awesome dude. Born into the baseball DNA. Knew the game in and out. When he got to me, he was highly recruited nationally. Could have gone almost anywhere he wanted to at a high school. Did everything I asked at SCI. Went to class. Did what he had to do. You know, earning that nickname full time. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. He wanted to play with his friends. Uh, heard rumors he was thinking of not going to U of I. I did not recruit him. I'm not stepping on anyone's toes. Uh, had a lot of family love. Wanted to play with his buddies where his dad and uncle played. Uh, I just played a clip. People were congratu- congratulating me. This was funny. Uh, for being <laughs> for doing such a good job recruiting. <laughs> he, they were like, you're the best recruiter in the state getting the number one pitching prospect. And he, he still laughs about that because he just said, I mean, it just fell on his lap. Like, he didn't yeah. do anything. It's just, okay. <laughs> yeah, and I really enjoyed playing there, man. Cool. You know, we had a great group. And, yeah, you did. And and we worked hard and tore, you know, he pushed us to be better, and that's yeah. what I needed. Man, there's a part of me. So, we were, obviously, we played against each other this time, Lincoln Land SCI. Mm-hmm. Why well, I loved battling you guys, a part of me – can't help but think back and wish there was only one junior college team here. And, like, if we were all on the same team, I felt like, man, that would have been a filthy team because there was some talent on both sides. That would have been, like, a, a national championship type team, in my head at least. I agree. At least what I, what I think. All right. I agree. Um, let's see. He knew the game when I got him. There wasn't much for me to do. So advanced 
for our level. Uh, could do whatever he wanted with the ball. If, if one pitch wasn't working for him, he had four more. His command was incredible. He dominated. Mentally, he told himself he was better than everyone else, and you're going to have to beat me. And he said that like 10 times. So, like, yep. Casey believed in, him, in his head that he was better than you. He was yep. better than you. He was better than you. And that I love that. That is such, like – you like have to be in that pocket of belief as a baseball player, you know. Yeah, that's, and, there's a lot of confidence yeah. involved in baseball. Man, if you're, and if you're doubting yourself, you're man. It's so hard. It is. It's so hard to keep yeah. succeeding. But yeah, just having that belief in yourself, I just loved hearing that. And I think I asked you in the last one, but was that? I mean, is that something Bobby instilled in you, or just like success over time, like builds that? Or I don't know if he instilled it in me, but I, I think him and I are a lot alike. I mean, he's he's got the same. Same kind of characteristics. He wasn't like putting you to bed with like positive affirmations. Like you're the best. You're no. the best of all time. No, 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 no. That never happened. Not that I'm doing that to my kid no, or anything. I, I was never. <laughs> yeah, you put on a little, uh, a, l- a little radio. It's got a recording of you. You're the greatest. <laughs> uh, okay. No, um, my my. Just getting back to that. Like my dad never, um, you know, blew me up as as the greatest thing he never said anything like that okay because you know what he always knew that there's there's always going to be somebody better yeah you know he always told me that too about you know if you know just remember how big and you know no matter how big and bad you think you are there's always somebody bigger and better sure and that kind of played on the field too speaking of uh i've got it already circled in our in our notes but we i cut you off my apologies last podcast when we did like three three things you know bobby things we ended with you know yeah. Uh, don't disrespect your mother. And you said there were more, and I kept going. We're going to circle back to that because I want to hear all the Bobby things. Okay. All right. Um, uh, Casey believed in himself. We didn't do a, a great job scoring for him, so he said he regretted not having a ton of offense for you while you were there. Uh, if you played against him, you hated him because he was so good, how he carried himself, like he was better than you. But if you <laughs> played with him, you loved him. Uh, a true team guy first. And, you know, from across the – you know, from across the lines, I didn't, I didn't hate you at all. I, you looked confident. You looked like you were doing your thing. It wasn't one of those, like, I can't stand this guy. It yeah. never felt like that to yeah. me. I didn't think you were that kind of a guy. Um, well, I've been told I was arrogant and, you know, confident and that's fine. I mean, I don't, I didn't take that as like a, uh, a negative thing, yeah. you know? Um, but I wasn't, I wasn't pimping home runs. Yeah. You know, I wasn't pointing to the crowd and, I wasn't doing things yeah. like that. You right. know, I might have uh, struck you out and, you know, looked at you as you walked back to the dugout <laughs> or or if you dug in the box too hard and called time, you know, I might have thrown at you or something. Yeah. Um, but that was just my style, yeah. you know, and, and, and arrogant, okay, confident, whatever, whatever yeah. you want to call it. It's just, you know, how I competed. Yeah, you, you, you touched on it in the last podcast about being a different person when you step on the field, and I just yeah. – I love that. Like, yeah. just flipping the switch. Um, blah, blah, blah. If you – let's see – Touched by how upset you were when SCI had its last game. Like, you were upset that that, like, was over. We, I've got a clip for it. We'll play it here in a sec. Mm-hmm. Um, Fresh Murray played some some third base, uh, hit some of the highest, longest bombs you've ever seen. You know, a, a long power swing, smooth defender. Um, said you, you cared, about, cared, cared about the team first. Um, let's see. One at every level. Uh, Casey was in charge of our pitch. Oh, this was this kind of circles back to when you were – I'm just going to say it because okay. this is about your, your coaching when you eventually okay. went on to be a pitching coach at Benedictine, and it mm-hmm. said Casey was in charge of our pitchers. As he evolved, he got more and more responsibility, developed the pitchers, the programs, the mechanical work, video breakdown, 
You know, ETC was with me for five years. I really respected his opinions. He was ready to be a head coach when he left here. The guys loved playing for him, loved watching him evolve as a coach. So that was super fun. Um, yeah, so freshman year, like I said, we already – wait, we haven't gone over those. So freshman year, 48 innings pitched, 57 Ks, 3.37, 6-1 win-loss. What was this first year of, of, of college like for you, you know, kind of being on your own for the first time? and. Yeah. Yeah, what do you, what do you remember about this year? Uh, I just I remember a lot of growth, a lot of maturity that year. Um, I was a draft and follow with the Cubs, which they don't even do anymore. Right. Um, so they kind of had rights to me, um, and uh, yeah, I probably uh, underperformed a little bit. Um, <clears throat> uh, like Tor said, I don't I don't know how good we were. You know, we weren't we weren't great, um, but definitely didn't definitely didn't improve my my draft stock that year. Um, it took me another year. I needed to. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, we, we, you know, spring trip to, uh, you guys went to Arizona, didn't yeah, you? Yeah. Yeah. We went to Arizona, I think both years, actually. I get confused because when I was coaching, we ended up started going to Florida a little bit too. Okay. Um, but yeah, Arizona trip. So, you know, fun time. Um, and, and a lot of travel, you know, uh, got used to that. Cause you know, obviously in high school, you're, you're not traveling that much. So, right. Long bus rides, a um, lot more independence, right? Got to yeah. be, you know, grow up a little bit. And, Were there and dorms or did you live your with? business or? and just a uh, duplex. I lived in a duplex with Travis Myers and T Myers. Yeah, yeah. me and Myers uh, duplexed up and uh, believe it or not, it was back in Indian Hills. Was it really? Yeah, that's yep. cool. Same street my uncle lived on. Full circle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wait, like for real? That Roger was on. Yeah, same street down the street. Yeah, I mean he was li- he wasn't living there at the time. So the van was gone. No, the van was there. No, the van was it? still there. No, oh, yeah. it wasn't. Yeah, 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 yeah. May or may not have thrown. Rogers a, gone. The van stays. We may or may not have thrown a party or two at at, at Rogers' place. Um, but we'll just leave that at that. But sure. Yeah, a lot of growth my freshman year, um, and and when when the Cubs decided not to draft me, that's when I really was like, all right, dude, what are you doing? You know, like uh, you got to you got to start over. And, Interesting. And that's what I did. I. I like went you back felt like what the, you were doing wasn't good enough. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, the velo wasn't wasn't good enough. Wasn't you know increasing. it was still it was still high school you know eighty eight eighty nine ninety it was yeah wasn't enough you know and um, so I knew that I needed to increase my velocity to uh, get what I wanted. What did you do so to do that? I just you know worked hard you know put in the time. Yeah. Um, Tor had the the indoor weight room set up um, on campus and we also had one. Um, out on the fairgrounds and mm-hmm. just tried to live there man yeah I just tried to get faster tried to get stronger um you know we didn't do like weighted balls and stuff back then right you know i, I did small muscle workouts for my shoulders and, and internal external rotation stuff and band work and leg training and um eventually just put on some you know just some more man muscle sure you know it's just some more man meat and um and and <laughs> <laughs> you want to edit that out <laughs> But just, uh, just, just, uh, you know, knew what I needed to do and I was just determined to do it. You know, it was kind of like, Hey, it's now or never, man. I gotta, I gotta get this under control and, um, and and get, catch the attention of these scouts. That was a wake up call for you. It was, yeah, it was a little bit of wake up call. And I, I don't know that I did anything wrong or different. Um, but it just wasn't. It wasn't. I think it was like, hey, this kid hasn't gotten better since his senior year in high school. Yeah, he's still the same, you know, similar. dude. Yeah. Um, 
And, you know, we're expecting we're, you know, you're hoping for maybe a couple more ticks. Yeah. 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 I mean, it, everything's, you know, drafts all and, you know, pitchers are all about, well, not just pitchers, but any position player or anything. It's, you know, about the projectability and yeah. seeing a guy go one more year and, you know, into his 20s and yeah. not bump up in velo. Yeah. Red flag, you know. Right. Um, so what did you I don't I didn't even ask anyone this. and I don't even I don't remember this like. This this year this was this summer I played for the rifles. Where did you play? I don't even remember you. Did you go anywhere or like did mm. you just shut it down or what did you do? Gosh, I don't, dude. I don't know. I mean, you you never went to one of those like wood bat college league things. No, like, I never did like cape. No, like the cape right? or anything. No. Mm-mm. Do you remember mm. why? I mean, like it seems Mm-mm. like something. I mean, as a pitcher, I understand like if you got a lot of innings under your belt, maybe like. Well, a Cape Cod stuff isn't that kind. Of, is that's invitation kind of thing, right? Absolutely. You know, I yeah. don't. You know, I don't. I don't know that I got that offer. Um, did you just play like men's league around here? Was there like a, was there like a Bulldogs men's league summer team? Yeah, I don't think I did that. Um, I don't think I did that. I, I don't know if I just kind of went on my own and just started training in the yeah. summer and and throwing pins and playing long catch. Right. Um, I'm, I'm guessing that's what I did, but yeah. I, I really don't know, man. It's kind of a blur. Um. You know, when you play this much baseball, it, it just kind of blend, blends together a little yeah. bit, you know. So, um, but I knew when I got, you know, when I got to my sophomore year, I was in much better shape. I was noticeably yeah. stronger. Uh-huh. And, you know, the velo was, was good come out of the gates my spring yeah. in the spring and, and started to turn some heads again. We're getting there because there's like a, everyone wanted to talk about this Chandler Gilbert game, which mm-hmm. is really cool. We've got yeah, like that was early in the season. Yeah, early in the season, spring trip down in Arizona. And Boy, his arms was feeling good that day. We had purple uniforms and we show up against these guys that look like they're already in double A. <laughs> you know, it's one of the most well respected uh, right, yeah. JUCOs down south. Yeah. You know, it's a really good program. In the country, yeah. They're probably sitting there going, "Look at these, you know, guys," but they didn't Sweet know they, they didn't know we had a dude. So I I shoved that. Game. I got something for you. I did. I had something for him that game. I was <laughs> I was throwing really well and um, so well that the the Cub Scout that drafted me was at the game. Um, the the guy that drafted me, uh, Steve Zelinsky, is that doesn't sound right. Steve Steve Zelinsky, yeah. Okay, we'll go with that. Yeah. He was at the game, and after the game, he comes on the field, and he's like, "That was really impressive." <laughs> he's like, "You made a lot of money today." <laughs> all right, dude. Let me play some clips here before we just get all into this. So this is like the very start of your sophomore year. Before I get any further, I'm just gonna—you absolutely dominated your sophomore year. 56 innings pitched, 65 Ks, 1.28 ERA, seven and one. Definitely upgraded here. So um, we're going to play some clips on this Chandler-Gilbert game here. All right. Here we go. First one's going to be Coach Tour. With 15 scouts in the stands, you know, and they've got draft picks all over the country, you know, or all over the field and on the mound. And we show up, and it is an unbelievable ball game. And um, long story short, he was, yeah, 94 – into the seventh inning. Stan Zelensky was a, a scout for the Cubs. He, he passed away, and um, after the game, he came up to me. You know, it's a game in which we won. I believe it was one nothing, And um, he uh, he said, your, your boy just made himself a lot of money. And I said, why is that? He goes, he was, he was 92 to 94 in the seventh. 
Now, I didn't want him to pitch seven. It was his first outing of the year. His pitch count was yeah. getting up there. Kind of goes against everything. You're, you know, hey, you know, you don't need to go back out there. And he was like, no, man, I'm, I'm winning this game. I'm, I'm going. Yeah. I mean, he, it was like no choice. You're, you're not taking me out. And uh, yeah. the way in which the game unfolded and, and the seventh inning, I could take you back on how that happened. But it was, it was unbelievable. And yeah, he, uh, I get back to the hotel and I'm getting phone calls from. Pennsylvania and New Jersey and I'm like who are these people calling me and word of mouth spread pretty quick and uh, yeah from that point on you know his uh, his velocity was up and then his next outing we got alright the next one is, is Bobby so I've got it labeled Bobby Chandler Gilbert and I'm going to be totally honest with you I don't remember if, how much I, I clipped this it was like a 10 minute clip at one point oh, and God. I was like oh, I got to trim this down some <laughs> so, so I'm not so... a <laughs> We might be sitting here for a second. I can't remember. So we'll, we'll do our best to get through this. All right. He was excited. This is a great story, though. All right. This is your dad, Bobby Erickson. And I said, I don't, somebody good's pitching against him. Sure enough, they got a lefty going. I can't tell you his name either. I'm getting too old. But he ended up getting Casey's problem. roommate with the Yankees. This is true. Really? Later on. Oh, one of his good friends. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so we go out. Casey's warming up, and I um, went down to Janet, and I said, man, Casey's throwing gas. So we go. She goes, well, I'm going to go up and sit behind the scouts. So she goes up and sat behind the gun. I went down to to the side, always uh, always on the the opposing uh, team side, so he can he'll look if he happens to ever look at the on-deck hitter. He sees me. So I'm standing down there, and he, he goes out in the bottom of the first, and as he's warming up, the two guys, two guys on batting circle, on on deck circle, stand there. First two hitters for them, and one of them says, "The other one goes, hey, that guy's throwing gas.'" And the glove was <laughs> popping. I mean, it was so. I, I thought, "Good, he's got some stuff today." And yeah. the game starts. I mean, he starts throwing. I look at Janet, and she's flashing two fingers. First couple pitches, and I thought, "God, he's throwing 92." He blows the first guy away. The next guy, she's three. And then four. Really? And he hit, he was throwing 95 that day. He, Are you he, shitting me? They beat him. I didn't realize he ran no, up he, there. He, no, he touched 95 that day. Wow. And the, the scout for the Cubs, the, the main guy for the uh, Yankees was there. The, he was there to watch the other guy. He, there, I can't even think was wasn't general manager, but it was somebody Tigers. like that was yeah. at the game, and the guy from the Cubs come down and yells, "Hey, Bobby!" Oh, I know who else. Let's see, um, man, I can't remember anybody's name. <laughs> I'm really getting old. Kid who pitched here in town from Griffin, left-hander, pitched for the Cubs. Um, O'Malley. O'Malley, yeah. Ryan was there. <laughs> Ryan, Ryan knew the case was pitching. He was somewhere else that day. And he came to the game, and he goes, oh, my God. And he, he come over and goes, Bobby, he's throwing 90-something, isn't he? You know, those guys know it. He go, I go, yeah, Janet just keeps it. flashing five fingers and four. And he goes, yep, I believe it. He goes, well, he don't need me. He don't need me to tell him anything because Ryan had <laughs> talked to him a couple times. And uh, so the Cub, guy, the Cub guy comes down, and he goes, hey, Bobby, what a performance. He goes, <clears throat> Might as well not, I might as well not even hang around anymore. He goes, 
whoever the guy's name was, can't think of his name. He's here. He goes, we'll never beat the Yankees. will get him. I said, really? what? He goes, he, he, when the Yankees want somebody, they get you. They'll just do whatever they have to do to get him. All right. That's the end of our clip there. It wasn't <laughs> as long as I thought. That was great. Do you have any thoughts on this? I'd love to hear your, your thoughts on this game. Yeah, the, like, gun, the guns must have been off that day. Man, dude. <laughs> Touching ninety five. I, I felt really good. You know, I got down yeah. got down there in some warmer weather. You yeah. Know, and, Feeling and good. I Loose, was throwing strong. indoors here and yeah. I was throwing hard indoors. You know, we had guns out. Well, I know I know I was around ninety one. I was hitting some ninety twos indoors. Yeah. And, um I just had a feeling like, man, once I get outside and it's like warming up. I didn't think it would happen the first game. Whew. I didn't think I was gonna throw that many pitches either. But yeah. Um, you know, I'm hard to take out of games. So, because um, I know, you know, I know we want to win and, and yeah. teammates want to win. It was a big game for us. I mean, to, to beat that team was huge for us. And, you know, in that moment, that's all that mattered, you yeah. know. So I know Tor, Tor was um, hesitant about, you know, my pitch count. He was worried about too many pitches, but he had, he didn't have any control of that. <laughs> he wasn't going to take me out of that game. Yeah. No. No, that was cool. That was a, a, a great way to start off the, the spring trip. You know, we were riding a high yeah. for, the rest of the week down there after that game and um it was funny ryan o'malley i i i do remember him there he's a part of the story yeah, yeah and and you know what i ran into him again in, in pro ball he was a, a pitching coach and i can't remember for what team but it was an a ball he was with the angels and the rangers as a pitching okay. coach um and he you know i came in in relief in the game uh in one of the games of that series and i had a, i had a really good second half of that year I, that was the year i got traded and um had a really good second half yeah yeah eric hinsky and um um yeah o'malley was there and i mowed down through the first six guys in the first two innings and then i get to the i get two outs in the like eighth i think or something and i got the nine hole up and i'm just like you know we're winning by a few and i'm like here eat this fastball Mm. and the dude smokes it right back at me and I go to catch it, get my glove, I protect myself, hit in the face, and it hits me right in my left uh, forearm. And I got taken out of the game. Um, I get into the clubhouse, and, you know, my arm looks like it's broke. You yeah. know, it's just – it's got this huge lump on the side, and I had to go get x-rays and stuff or whatever. But O'Malley came in and checked on me. Uh, really? Yeah, he, yeah. after the game was over, he came in to see how I was he doing. He's a and, phenomenal person. Yeah, One yeah, of my he is, man. favorite He's people solid. in the world. What an awesome, awesome guy. It's cool that he came out to show some love it to It was, him. yeah. Yeah, it was cool. Local guy. Yeah. yeah. I wish it would have ended differently, you know, just right. like just shake his hand through the line and be like, hey, man, great to see yeah. you. But, you know, I had to get smoked with a line drive. <laughs> so, had this, you know, really cool game. What does it feel like? This is like a dumb question, but I'm just going to ask it. No what does it feel like throwing like <laughs> <laughs> throwing mid-90s, man, like f- fuzz like that and like, yeah, that's – It's fun. <laughs> it's really There's fun. There's my answer. <laughs> You know, I, I remember I, I remember the – I knew the ball was coming out of my hand really well. It felt and I, different. I knew I was throwing low 90s, right? Yeah. It wasn't like I was – it wasn't 88, 89. Yeah. It wasn't 90. It wasn't 91. I knew I was like probably 92, 93, maybe 94. Um, but my ball had a lot of life that day. I mean, Ooh, yeah. the ball was – I mean, I remember, I remember I got a lot of swing and misses at the top of the zone because my ball was just taking off. And then it had that extra gear. And so just you weren't rose like and, exerting uh, yourself too much because sometimes people exert their shit flattens out. No, no. I've I always had a um, I don't want life on it. Yeah, I don't want to say smooth delivery because I, I don't think it was a smooth one. But it, I think effortless is what I've, yeah. I was told a lot. Yeah. You know, it just totally. when I threw ball, it looked effortless. You know, yeah. and um, 
yeah, that day was no different. I just felt really good, and, and it was the first time out. I had some extra juices flowing, you know, yeah. and we're in Arizona. It's Hell freaking, yeah. you know, beautiful. Yeah. We're on this awesome field. Um, it's like, f- you know, 425 feet to center, so I'm good on home runs. You yeah, know? right. <laughs> Let's go. I yeah. bet this team was like, who is this freaking guy in this purple uniform? Yeah, yeah dude. <laughs> yeah. SCI, who right? the heck is this? <laughs> Yeah, What's their coach, Springfield? their coach, there was a play at the plate to end that game. There was a call at the plate. Um, I can't remember if it was a, a like, I think it was like a, a runner on second, like a blooper into the outfield. And I think our left fielder came up throwing, threw it right on the, right on the money. And our catcher, who was like a middle linebacker for Taylorville, he's a big dude. Um, he's like just smothering the plate. Yeah. He was a tough, tough dude. Name? Um, Andy, um, Gosh darn it. I'm terrible. See, I sound like my dad. You're like Bobby, man. Gee, Christmas. (laughs) The mind's going. Uh, um, Yeah, he blocked the plate and caught the ball, and the dude slid into him, and he literally then then he caught it and and tagged him. Yeah. And the umpires, you know, rung him up, and coach comes on the field, rips his shirt off, and screaming, (laughs) just going bananas. Um, And we were just, you know, celebrating ourselves. Yeah. It was, a, it was a great, it was a cool game. <laughs> that yeah. is cool, man. Yeah, it was. Um, was it, was it a different experience for you your sophomore year in terms of like, now we're scouts coming around more? Yeah. Yeah. As soon as we got back Ramped home. Ramped up. As soon as we got back to Illinois and, and my next start, of course, was, you know, in 30 something degree weather, freezing cold. And I didn't, I wasn't hitting 94. Right. Um, I was 91, 92, mm-hmm. which was still getting the job done. Yeah. But it was a miserable day to pitch. And I remember there was like 15 scouts and I'm like, oh boy. Yeah, I made I created a little buzz. Yeah, you know it, it's back. You know, and um, so yeah, it was a a a, a great time. Yeah, uh, that, that a great memory for me and and my teammates there. It was a it was a fun season. You know, right. we had a lot of fun that year. So you did you even bother to talk to another school or yeah, colleges out of this? That no, was nothing. Dumb. That was, was like dumb. nah. <laughs> it was dumb, man. I don't yeah. know what I was thinking. You know, I I I didn't have that leverage. You know, I I should have. You wish you would have at least oh, signed somewhere. God. Yeah, that's that's that doesn't happen anymore these days. Yeah, you know? interesting. Yeah, pretty. So pretty you were just so one track. This is what I'm doing. That was like I'm not even bothering with the rest of the. I, I guess. I yeah. guess that's the way I I felt. I don't know. I, I'm not sure why I didn't pursue. Um, you know, looking for an, another college to play when no I no schools were reaching out. Like, is this guy available? <sighs> not that I remember. You know, I, I don't know if they. They just expected I would sign. Yeah, you know, I think that's foregone. yeah. I think it was more of like, hey, he's ready for the, you know, he's ready for professional ball. Yeah, he's on. not interested. He's he's gonna right. sign, you know, and um, but yeah, that's just how that went. So cool. So a really strong, you know, sophomore year here. Oh, man, we gotta get to some. We got some Travis Myers quotes here. Uh oh, yeah, and we <laughs> we got an awesome quote or clip from him. But we're not playing it until we get to pro ball. Oh boy, I loved it, man. It made me really laugh. Um, <laughs> Because sometimes when I like when I talk to these guys, I get to the end. My last question for them is always, do you have any funny stories? And sometimes they're kind of mm-hmm. like on the spot and they're like, I don't have, I don't know, like maybe. Or, you know, some of them are like, yeah, but they're, you know, can't tell those on a podcast. You know, <laughs> and like, <laughs> but he was ready. Yeah. And this is like a, I love it. It's a great, it's a great clip. We'll get to it. All right. Uh, Travis Meyer here. Myers. Uh, I don't think college ball was on Casey, Casey's radar coming out of high school. But things shook out differently for him, and he had to pivot. But honestly, I think he could have been – that could have been the best thing that happened to him. Uh, he became even better at SCI. We lived together at SCI on the north end. Yeah, uh, Indian Hills. Went to class, played ball. Such a fun year. He talked about the Chandler Gilbert story. Um, 
you know, that was the best pitching performance he's ever seen from you. Uh, his work ethic stood out, was doing push-ups in the living room, or just randomly he'd go running for an hour and come back drenched in sweat. Uh, Casey's work ethic when people weren't watching is what really pushed him forward and took him to the next level. Putting that time in when no one was watching, he took nothing for granted. Uh, if Casey is going to work this hard, then it made everyone else raise their level as well. I love stuff like that on teams. Like there's a really, you know, there's a guy that people look towards, and if they have a good work ethic, that just makes everything else fall in line. Yeah, so well. Yeah, uh, contagious. Yeah, totally. He made everyone else better. And then it's called funny home run ball story, but we'll we'll, we'll get to that <laughs> the clip letter. You, I already told you what it was. Yeah. So you know what it was yeah. when we get there. Um. <laughs> so let's um, we're gonna get to the draft here, but. Um, there's a few, so going back to, you know, Casey being a, a kind hearted soul here, yeah. uh, we've got a couple <laughs> clips here on, on kind of you on SCI, how it ended. And like, you really, really liked this group. You liked being there and your time there. And like, you didn't yeah. want it to end. No, I in, didn't in want some it to way. end. Of course man. you want to go to pro ball, but you appreciate this group that you were with. <clears throat> I, of course. And, and at that time I knew, you know, I knew things were going to go well for me in the draft. Um, you know, so I knew that, you know, I knew the business side of professional baseball and, and, you know, I, I don't want to say the fun was over. Right. But yeah. I knew I wasn't going to play anymore. Yeah. I wasn't, I wasn't going to hit anymore. Yeah. Um, and I wasn't going to get to compete daily. Like I was, like I would when, you know, playing college ball or high school right. ball. So yeah, part of me was kind of torn. I was like, man, this, you know, it's going to be a big change. Yeah. You and know, um, and we so forgot to touch on it. You, you hit a good amount your your freshman year at I did. SCI. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, and kind of less your sophomore year as things got more serious. Yeah, that. they got more serious and I was playing third and you know, it's just hard to to go throw on the mound and then the yeah. next day you're playing third. I was just just cautious about my arm. Yeah. And you know, I think Tor wanted me to say that. He wanted me to be like, "Hey, you know, I'm I just want to pitch this year." Yeah. I think it took a, a lot of pressure off himself. Yeah. Um he didn't want you to get hurt. Or he didn't want me to get hurt, that. you know, and, and like it can happen in multiple ways. You could hurt your arm. You could get hit by a pitch. You could, yeah, you know, totally. sliding in, break something, tear <laughs> something. And and I think me just being like, hey, man, I'm I'm just I'm, – I'm, this is the, it was the first time, and I don't want to say I was about myself that year, but it was the first time where I kind of put myself first. Mm-hmm. And I was like, hey, man, I, I got to play it smart here um, and, you know, take care of myself a There's little a bit balance. better. Yeah. It sounded like you guys found a nice balance. Like, obviously, pro ball was your next step. Yeah. You didn't want to do anything to jeopardize that. Right, you right. want to be a part of the team and contribute. Mm-hmm. It sounds like you guys – I mean, you're obviously still shoving as yeah, a pitcher. Too, so, yeah, you know, well, you're yeah. providing value. Of course, mm-hmm. they would have liked your bat because, sure. you know, you had a bat that a lot of people forget about. A lot of yeah. power. Yeah. Juice bat. Juice bat era. <laughs> I mean, like, did <laughs> – how much did, did you enjoy hitting? Was that – something that I just I, I just didn't like watching yeah okay. <laughs> you know That's like I, I, I and when I suited up in a uniform like yeah. I wanted to be between the lines I, I didn't want that. to be in the dugout That's my man. Yeah. um so yeah I enjoyed hitting now when guys started you know pumping you know 90s at me I was like eh, I don't know if I like this that much <laughs> I remember like doll camp you know him yeah. throwing I mean he, he's like what six seven or something yeah. just reaching out and throwing gas at your doll camp was yeah. dirty and he yeah. had he was really kind of way over here oh god three quarters oh and it, he couldn't throw a straight ball for his life no like everything ran I, hard i stepped in the bucket every time i faced him cool yeah i'm glad dolly's name came up because that's a name people forget about dolly stand out at landfair lincoln land uh had signed with carbondale blew up his shoulder this guy was absolutely headed for pro ball mm-hmm. had pro ball tools uh i think he's an electrician here in town now so shout out to matt Dahlkamp. you're not forgotten my brother not um, at all. yeah um 
Cool. So a couple clips here. Uh, tore on Casey being a caring teammate. And I don't know. what I, I went back and listened to our first podcast, and I could not stop cracking up when there's that part where you're like, oh, yeah, I guess I'm a softie because I don't like seeing my friends hit <laughs> frogs with racket. <laughs> <laughs> man, I was losing it. <laughs> yeah, that's a true story, man. Man, it's... <laughs> It's like a frog, like, <laughs> like suicide yeah. mission, dude. It was terrible. Stop hitting the frogs. Oh, yeah. Casey, you was. <laughs> you know what? My kids are like that too. They love like reptiles and stuff and yeah. fish. Like they, they're not afraid to pick up snakes and yeah. all that. They're just yeah, same Some little boys, man. Yeah. All right. But I think what a lot of people don't know is is he's really. Um, it's kind of the opposite. He's not pompous. He's not arrogant. It's humble. Yeah. He, he, yeah, he is so caring. He's such a caring kid. He's very, he's he's kind of an emotional guy that you just don't see that on the outside. Yeah. He's just he is he is all about the team first, and, and it, it doesn't appear to be that way, but it, that's the way it is. I mean, he would he would do anything for his teammates, man. I mean, and and, and I'm telling you, he and he didn't want to he didn't want to go away because he didn't want to be out of his comfort level you know he wanted to stay close to home and wanted to be with his teammates so that's that's kind of a characteristic that's that's yeah. unique in itself but you wouldn't you wouldn't think that because he was just he was just good and, and he carried himself in such a professional manner that you know kids his age took it as you know this guy's arrogant or this guy's cocky and right. i could see yeah. why one would think that but but it was really it was his confidence and then uh, your dad, Bobby, on Casey not wanting to leave SCI. We got they got beaten, eliminated. They had you know the big team meeting at the end, a lot of crying and stuff. And Casey knew he was going to get drafted, and he said, I, I, "I'd give it all up to play another year with you guys. I would oh, to stay That's here cool. with Tor and play again. He's the greatest wow. team person in the world in that respect." That's and cool. that's how he, that's how he coaches, and that's why yeah. he even coaches the little kids. He coaches little it. kids. It's a team thing. All right, you got any thoughts or just no I and team? <laughs> <laughs> I love it, man. So you were we're at the end of your 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 time at SCI. It's time to get drafted, man. It is time to start your your pro <clears throat> career. Seems like you've been destined to do this since you were a little kid, my man. How does this how does this go for you? How does it, how is draft day leading up to it? Obviously, you get taken in the tenth round by the Yankees. I'd love to hear your thoughts on how this went for you. Yeah, uh, uh, definitely a lot of anticipation. You know, um, maybe a little anxiety, um, but um, had a lot. A lot of my teammates, family, friends, um, coaches, um, instructors. I mean, just a ton of people got together at my parents' house, mm -hmm. and we just all kind of, um, you know, ate, talked, hung out, enjoyed each other's company. Um, until the phone rang, you know, phone rang, and yeah. my dad answered, and it was the Yankees, and they said, hey, we're going to take Casey in the 10th round, and he said, do it. There's more to it than this. What What were you being told? Uh, oh, as far as what? Wise? Uh, I, I think it was like, you know, 7, 7, 8, 10, you know, 7 to 10, yeah. something like that, 8 okay. to 12, somewhere in that range. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously I wasn't a, a – a top prospect in the country, you know, and th there was good reason for that. I, w I wasn't, you know, there was a lot of good players. Sure. Um, there's, there's just a ton of good baseball players, not only in the United States, but you know, everywhere. Um, yeah. so 
Um, but you know, eight to ten, eight to ten rounds. I was happy with that. Sure, ten, tenth round is still like high enough where you're going to be valued by to, to some degree by your organization. You would think, yeah. You, you would think, think, yeah. You would think. It's um, not always not reality. always what it seems. Yeah, we'll get to um, that. But uh, yeah, it was a really fun day. I'll never forget. You Man, know, I mean, yeah. you always dream about getting your name getting your name called, and yeah. uh, it wasn't called, you know, by a uh, uh, you know the uh, commissioner or anything at the podium, but it was just. Uh, just a write up on the on the internet and it showed you where you where you got drafted and, yeah um so yeah dream come true so to yeah. speak right yeah here it goes yeah so what if i went what about negotiations how'd that go um when i read it you were like you like we were drafted and you were gone pretty quick like it wasn't long no it wasn't it was quick it My happened boy was fast. ready to go yeah it wasn't you know like i said i didn't i didn't really have a lot of leverage i think they knew you know, it's like, hey, this dude's kind of all in. Like, we could probably. <laughs> he didn't even commit anywhere. <laughs> yeah, we could probably, you know, not spend a ton here. Lowball um, him. But, no, and honestly, like. Was there slot value money? at this point? Yeah, there's slot value, okay. yeah. I don't know what it, I don't know what. I probably was right in the slot at the 10th round, what yeah. I got. But I wasn't, you know, it wasn't really about the money for me. I think, like you said, you know, kind of about, um, you know, where you're drafted as far as which round is kind of the commitment that they're, you know, investing in you. Yeah. Um, so it means, I, it it means was, a big deal. It's yeah. A lot. And <clears throat> I was more concerned with that. I was just like, Hey, you know, I, I want to be somebody that they value and they're going to, you know, right. look forward to, you know, Hey, this could be the future for us, you know? Absolutely. And, um, so money wasn't the, um, like the number one thing. Yeah. Can you tell us what you got? Uh, yeah. They gave me like 85,000, something mm-hmm. like that. What, how'd you feel getting that kind of money as a, well, you get it. You get it in two old. checks. You don't. You don't get all in one. <laughs> mm-hmm. And taxes, you know, they get their. <laughs> they get, Sam they get gets theirs. You know, yeah. I didn't understand that when I was twenty, but right? I found that go? out the hard way. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, you know, you get a check in like I think, like maybe September, and then another one in January or something. Yeah. And you go and buy uh, anything fun? Not really, man. Like you know, didn't like I, put like rims on your car or anything? No, no sound no. system. I I mean, I did buy I did buy a car. I bought a car. My uh, after I got back from my first year, I bought a car. Okay. Um, and it was, you know, $20,000 car. It wasn't like uh, anything special. Yeah. Um, but um, it was cool that I could buy my own vehicle. You Absolutely. know, at 20. Yeah. Let me. Okay, we're back after a short restroom break. We're going to start my man Crooks here, pro career. So we're signed, sealed, and delivered. How excited are you to go off and start this journey, man? Yeah, I was definitely ready to go. Um, spring training down in uh, down in Florida and Tampa. Mm-hmm. Already had my buddy Travis Myers living down there. Yeah, uh, so I knew that um, he could kind of show me around and and um, uh, just get me familiar with the area. Um, but uh, yeah, man, I couldn't wait to get you know get the Yankees uniform on and 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 get my locker and and start my journey. You yeah. know and. Um, it was, it was at first, man, it was crazy. I mean, you know, just to see how many guys are there, yeah. um, from all over the country and the, the, the talents kind of at a much higher level. more. Yeah. Even. You're just seeing so much and, and more, it was more the, the, uh, position guys were more impressive to me than the pitchers. Okay. Um, just on the pure athleticism that these guys had, you're just yeah. like, wow, these dudes just are, there's some level. guys that are just raw. Yeah. Just raw, raw tools. Maybe not the most polished. Right. Maybe but not you can see the maybe didn't know the game as well as some of the guys you played with, you know. They yeah. they made some mental mistakes and stuff, but 
just the raw athleticism where you're like, holy crap, look at that guy's arm from the outfield. Or yeah, figures that out, look out. Yeah, look how fast this dude is. Or yeah. look at the, the bat speed. You right. know, that was just like yeah, Interesting. really impressive. Yeah. You know? What was that like, you know, seeing your, your first pro jersey? You know, putting on your first pro jersey, yeah. man. Dang, yeah, it was cool. Be. It was cool, man. Um, especially having my uncle play with the Yankees, you know, yeah. that kind of little sentimental there. Yeah. Um, but – Yankees do it right, man. They they mm-hmm. have a heck of a farm system, and sure. they got former big leaguers around all the time, and they make it known that like, hey, you know, this this is possible for you. Yeah. You know, um, we're a family here. We're going. We're trying to win. Yeah. Titles. I always you know? read about or read about like the Yankees bringing in like just a wild roster of former guys to spring training. Like they do guys like. Oh, like Reggie Jackson's here. Reggie like, Jackson. What the heck? Like, yep, he's <laughs> rubbing elbows with these guys. Like in the spread line with Reggie. Yeah, can you t- can you tell me some names that you rubbed elbows with? Long yeah, long that he was one of them. I mean, I had a you know, conversation with him. That was that was really cool. Yeah. Um, George Steinbrenner met him. That was, really. Yeah, that was because he's Bucks. like a ghost. You know, I mean, he was just in and out of places. He didn't. He never really. Nobody knew that he was there. You know, <laughs> they might say something in the locker room, like the club. He might be like, "Hey, you know, boss man's here today. Make sure." You yeah, know, and everybody's like, "Oh, okay. keep it tight." Yeah, <laughs> watch yourself. Um, the boss man. But like, um, I saw you know Mike Messina pitch, um, Andy Pettit. Wow. Pitch, um, Jorge Posada. Actually, I threw. I actually he was on a. Um, not to jump ahead because I think this is yeah this might have been my second year, but um, yeah, big names, man, yeah. big Yankee legends, yeah, man. you know, and it's just it's it's cool. It's cool because they're yeah. out. In this four, six-diamond complex, you know, there's hundred-and-something dudes out there all yeah. over the fields. And, you know, you, you look around and you see all these former big leaguers, just these iconic, you know, figures. Yeah. And you're just like, wow, they're, they're, a, part they're a part of this too, yeah, you know. Like, they're not powerful. just gone. Yeah, it is. It was. It was um, definitely motivating, no doubt. Mm-hmm. No doubt. So, did you did you go after you – you must have gone after SCI then. You went that summer. Um, yeah. You didn't like take the summer off and then sign it next year, right? Yeah. Um, let me think here. Yeah, that would have been right. It would have, yeah. After SCI. Um, yeah, it wasn't too long after that. Yeah. So they sent you to Gulf Coast, Gulf Coast Yankees there. Yep. Gulf Coast Yankees for rookie ball. Um, again, you know, new experience for me, a lot of growing to do. Um, ended up repeating that one more year and, um, um, you know, at that point I was a little frustrated, a lot of frustrated. Um, but you know, just keep grinding away and, and, you know, hope that they see the potential that you have. And yeah, I mean, how did you, so 4.91 in your first year there, three and two, uh, 29 innings pitched, no longer starting. So that's an adjustment for you. No, I, th- and I, I, I was starting at that time still. Okay. They, they, um, they, on, in baseball reference, they don't have it listed as game started. Oh, just okay. 10 games. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I was still starting at that time. Okay. First couple of years, uh, first three years, I was I was a starter. Yeah, was, the next two years, there's some starts for sure. Yeah, um, yeah, twenty nine innings. You know, it's not a lot. You right. Know, not a lot of time to show what you got. Yeah. You know, um, so definitely frustrated with that, um, but determined. You know, came home in the off season and worked really hard and felt like you belonged. Oh, absolutely. Didn't, didn't feel like it was too big. For no. You. Yeah. No. No. Um, not at all. I mean, I. I remember a guy named Lance Pendleton who ended up – I think he got, like, a cup of coffee with Houston, I think, at some point. He was a pitcher. Um, and he – he 
I talked to him years down there. I ran into him like five years into my career and he, I think it was at, uh, I dressed a big league game with the pirates my last year. Yeah. Um, I didn't get in, I did throw a bullpen down there, but, um, and Lance was, um, I think he was with Houston. He could have been with somebody else. He bounced around a little bit, but he taught, we talked, we, we were saying, Hey, what's up, man? And he's like, dude, I remember the first bullpen I saw you throw and how good it was. He's like, I, I knew I was like, this dude's going bigs. Really? Yeah. He's like, it was amazing. It was just, you know, the command was just, and you know, you have, you have bullpens where that, that happens, you know, you yeah. throw, you just feel like, Hey, put your glove somewhere and I'm going to hit it. Yeah. And it was one of those bullpens and yeah. he was sitting right behind me waiting to throw. And that's, you know, that was the impression that he had. He was just like, man, this dude was, this dude's unreal. This is that, was, your, was that where your head was at? Were you thinking I'm going to the big leagues or were you thinking I want, I thankful that I'm in pro ball. I'm going to do my best to see where it goes. Right. Which, well, I, the goal, the, I mean, always, always, I, I never thought that, um, I was, um, overmatched. Mm -hmm. You know, I never had the feeling like I don't belong. Like I wasn't good enough. I never had that feeling. I felt like when I, when I did perform, it was, um, good enough, right. To continue to play. Yeah. You know, because that's, and I mean, it really, that's what it comes down to, especially when you get in your third, fourth, fifth year. I mean, it's like, I'm just trying to get to next year. Like right. I'm trying, I'm trying to hold on here. Trying to keep this jersey on my back. Trying to, yeah, I'm just trying to keep my job, man. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's it's that's what it is. Man, you know, it's yeah. such a cutthroat business. Yeah, just just cutthroat boy. Trying to keep a job. Yeah. You know, there's a new wave of guys coming in every year. Yeah. They're Fresh looking, arms. And they're investing money, and they're yeah. trying to come up, and yeah. Um. So definitely a grind down yeah. there. Um. In spring training and 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 in my early days at and. Uh, rookie ball and stuff. And, and rookie ball is unlike when you get to like the little bit of the higher levels, right? It's more like a baseball boot camp almost. Kind it's, of a it's, it's more like a, um, a glorified spring training yeah. really, you know, you, you don't play in, and there's a few stadiums that are good size, um, but not as many games. Right. Um, and, um, much more training, not a lot of travel. Yeah. You know, that's kind of the difference. Not the, the glamorous lifestyle that you said some people like were very, <laughs> very, uh, mistaken about no right no yeah no. where were you living oh with, with um, travis during this? huh were you living with travis during this no okay so my f no not my f not my first year down there i was in a hotel i stayed in a hotel yeah. on dale mabry boulevard like maybe two blocks from the buccaneer stadium buccaneer yeah. stadium and um the yankees spring training complex are really right on the same block okay they share this in just enormous land or, or this big property um, so really cool area to be in. Um, you know, if, if you went, you walked around, you went out and stuff, you'd see professional athletes left and right. Yeah. You know, it was just a really, and that's why there's so many Yankee fans down there because right. that's where other spring training is. A lot of people are, are lured to go there from, and, and, and be able to get up and close with, you know, professional players and stuff. And, yeah. um, so, so what's that? So do your thing your first year. You know, not 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 like not no, shoving not, like one point zero, but you didn't fall on no. your face. You figured some things out. Yeah. Like you said, you felt like you belonged. Mm -hmm. What does this off season look like for you? What do you feel like you need to address? Like, are you working a job? You know, take us through what what that looks like. Yeah, for I think I did like player. part time work, um, and just knew that I had to get back in the weight room and just mm -hmm. live there and just get stronger, yeah. man. I mean, that was and train. You know, train my arm, get my arm stronger. Right. Um, it, it was no like secret recipe. I just knew that I had to do better. Um, and I knew I would, um, it, I, I did have to make some adjustments my first year. The, 
if and you you know um, because you played some some professional ball, but um, the the baseballs are much different. Oh my gosh! They're, yes, they're dude. like they're like wow. uh, they're jarring like pool balls. They're like it's like yeah. a cue ball. Yeah, there's literally no seams. They're <laughs> much harder. I had a hard time throwing my breaking ball. Really? My first year. Yeah it, yeah. it took me a while to get adjusted to be able to, to get it to where it, where, where it became. Yeah. And it became better. Yeah. Um, but it took, it took a while to, to get used to. Of course, we're know? talking about at the lower levels, the seams feel so huge when you compare it to a professional baseball. Yeah. 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 They're just, the, they're strung much tighter. Yeah. They're much lower. And it's, it's not like a high school college ball where those raised seams and you huge. can just snap yeah. balls off. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was much different. So that took some adjustment to get to. Uh-huh. Um, Do you when, when you got there? Did you feel like guys were in your corner, or like the Yankees were valuing you, or did you feel like just another dude? Or yeah, definitely. You know, just felt like another dude trying to trying to. Um, there's just so much talent around, you know. And, you, and I, back then, you know, you didn't have the, the access, I guess to just search on people like you do today. Yeah. Right. You sure. know, so I couldn't look at a guy and be like, "All right, I'm gonna go look what he." you know, what he signed for and where he's from yeah. and like what. So it, it wasn't Interesting. really anything about that. It was just performance only. I mean, that's all I was yeah. really comparing myself to others, um, which is not a good thing to do, but it's it's really hard not to human do. Human nature. It is human nature to, to compare yourself like that. And that's, you know, like I said, I mean, I, nobody was, you know, I wasn't blown away by anybody who throwing, you yeah. know, um, definitely some, some um, guys with some really good arms and yeah. – but you know, command wise, I felt like I was at the you know at a high level with my command. Always, always, um, yeah. But you know, there's guys throwing harder than me. You know? Was was it weird going from like every every other place you played, you'd been the dude. Now yeah. you're a dude. Yeah. You know, amongst dudes. Sure. <laughs> <a> dude quote. <laughs> but like, yeah, was that weird for you as well? Or uh, yeah, I guess I, I guess know. it was a little bit. You know. Um, I, I was I've I've always been pretty humble, you know. Yeah, I never true. thought that so you didn't really need to be humble. anyways, you know. Um, yeah, okay. So that didn't really play a factor that much. Yeah, okay. Cool. Moving on to your second year of pro ball here. Um from what I how I look at this, this would have been your first spring training, like actual going to spring training, spring yeah, training. Yeah. Yeah. What was that experience like for you? Um, man, it was it was a grind, dude. I mean, six thirty, seven o'clock on mm-hmm. the field. Um, you know, you're in the clubhouse. Nobody's telling you where to go, where to be, what field you're on, yeah. who you're with. It's there's literally like a board, and it's just there, all you see is like names and colors and fields and times, and you're just like, what am I looking for here? Yeah. So that part was overwhelming. I sure. mean, we're all kind of looking at each other like, are we look? I mean, they're literally like 15 dudes just standing in front of this chart, trying to figure out where they're supposed to go because they know if they're late, it ain't gonna be good. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, it was, um, it was as professional as you can get. Like, here you go, dude, find your way, figure it out. You know where you're supposed to be. Time to grow up. There's a lot, there's a lot of, um, in spring training for pitchers, there's a lot of, we called it eyewash, you know, Hey, go over here and we're going to do like PFT comebackers (laughs) too. And it's like, dude, how many times do I have to do this? (laughs) Yeah. Like really? Someone was saying, I can't remember which guests I had, but they were like, there's a reason pitchers are so weird. It's just they have so much free time to yeah. just be weird. Yeah. <laughs> we did. Yeah, you do a lot of goofing you off your and mind. talking about, like, just <laughs> dumb stuff. Right. Um, but, yeah, spring training's a grind, dude. Long yeah. days. I mean, you you come out, you practice all day. It's 100 degrees. You're yeah. dripping sweat. Then you go in, 
Um, you 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 eat us, you know, head to the spread line. Um, post game spread. Head of the well, yeah, post practice spread, <laughs> and then you know you might hit a shower. Yeah. Put your uniform on, and then you head out at one o'clock in the hottest part of the day, and you go. You know, you might have to throw an inning that day, or or you're either if you're, if you're not doing that, your radar gun or your charting or something. Um, and then, you know, by 3.30, it's time to go. Mm-hmm. And by that time, you're just like, just get me to some air conditioning. Yeah. Get me yeah. just – I want to just chill. You know, it's just – and it's that day after day after day for, you know, whatever, how many days spring training is. I mean, 30, yeah. roughly right. 30 days, no days off. It's just – it's a grind, you know. Absolutely. Um, so. And then out of there, you get sent back to rookie ball. Yeah. So, yeah. where are you at with that? Definitely um, – not where I wanted to be. Right. Especially so you would have been <laughs> Yeah, I was twenty one, twenty two at this time. I about? was I was really pissed off 21. um after that because I thought I for sure was headed to to Staten Somewhere Island. Somewhere in A ball. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was really frustrated. I felt like they were trying to bury me for some reason at that point, but um I don't know why. Um but yeah, but you know what? Just kind of kept my head up and just said man this this is what I've always dreamed to do I'm not yeah. you know I'm not going to let this get to me I'm not going to give up on it I'm just going to grind it out and get better and put up better numbers and and you did and that's substantially. what it, that's what it became though dude I mean yeah. I've never been a stat guy you know but it became that it does it's yeah. like dude I don't want to give up a run I don't want to give up a walk I don't want to give up a hit you know I mean that that turned into a reality yeah. for me. And like you know, every guy that's been on here has talked about how just it's so different in pro ball because it's like this weird kind of balance between like you're trying to do your thing to progress. Mm-hmm. The 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 club is trying to do what's best for them in terms of like moving talent. Yeah. And like the manager like is still kind of trying to win, but sure. also trying to develop talent. And like sure. you're not always playing the guy that's the the best necessarily, but sometimes they have money in a guy. So sure. He's playing, whether he's hitting 100 or not. Oh, yeah. You know, and that's just, like, so different from what you had been used to coming up, where it's, like, the best players yeah. play and more of, like, a team, especially you coming from Diamond Kings and yeah. all this, like, this group. That must have been a totally different atmosphere it for It wasn't you, my thought. favorite. I can yeah. tell you that. Yeah. But like you said, you know, everybody's trying to move up. Players, coaches. Damn truth. Um, you know, trainers. I mean, yeah. everybody. Everybody's trying to move up. It looks like you made the best of it. I mean, obviously, you don't want to go back to rookie ball, but two point. Seven six ERA shoving again, you know three and two here. Twenty nine innings pitched. What can you tell me about what you remember about that year? Anything stand out? Just had an attitude about you know I'm I'm going to show you that I don't belong here uh, again. How did you not get moved? I don't know. I don't know. Throwing two points, you know, like yeah, I don't know. It's just that's it's just strange. Yeah, it's, I've always been like I've always looked at your numbers before I knew you and been like, yeah. I'm a baseball reference guy. I love yeah. baseball reference. Sure. I get lost on it. Like I'll click on one yeah. guy, and then I click on another guy, and then I click on a roster, and then I'm like, yeah. before I know it, I'm like ten degrees away from where I started, <laughs> and it's like an hour. I'm like, well, I just wasted an hour of my life on baseball reference. But that must have been so frustrating for you. It like, was very frustrating. You know, and, and not to jump ahead, but it, it got to a point where I, I I started to lose passion for the game a little bit. You know, yeah. it, I wasn't playing. A, Every day, I wasn't hitting. I wasn't. I was just a pitcher, man. I just, yeah. you know, hey, you're throwing tomorrow, you know, or, or especially when I got to the bullpen. Yeah, you know that that really sucked. I didn't yeah. enjoy the bullpen. Right. Um, I had good years in the bullpen, but I didn't like it, you know. Um, but you know, I was out to prove something my second year, and um, just frustrated with the way things got set up and the way things happened. Out, you know, I was really shocked. I mean, they do it the old school way, man. They they 
posted on the wall. You yeah. know, here's your team going. Here's Staten Island's team. Here's double A team. Right. When I didn't see my name up there, I mean, I was pissed. I mean, but the the whole year you're performing well. Was there like a belief that okay, eventually they're gonna move me? Like I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Why would they leave a tenth round pick yeah. in rookie ball for a second year if right. he's performing? It doesn't. Yeah, make sense a lot to of me. thoughts like that went in my head. Like doesn't make hell? sense if you're not gonna move me. Like give you know release me and or trade me or something. You yeah. know, do something. Uh, to get if if I'm if I'm not in the cards for your future, yeah. like do something with me. Um, so at that point, I was pretty frustrated with their, that organization. Already um, second year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was. I was frustrated. You know, it's so so much of this is timing, man. Like O'Malley, O'Malley had a pitching coach that was really in his corner and helped him a ton. Sure. Aper had a manager that hated him and followed him seemingly every year and like yeah. did that disastrous things. Was there, was there anyone in your minor league career that was kind of like? your guy a coach that was in your corner you never felt like you had that no i didn't i didn't feel like i had that yeah. um no not really you know it sucks yeah pitchers yeah I, I never felt that i had you know managers are so busy um just organizing everything and making sure they're worried about their playing their yeah. position guys you know pitchers yeah you guys are over here you know yeah um but no, I didn't really feel like I had somebody in my corner, and I, I really never did in the five years that I played. Really? No. Yeah, I know you kind of alluded to you not being uh, enamored with how you were treated in the in the Pirates organization, like mm. not the best experience. We'll get there. Okay. But uh, so, at, at what point were you living with 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 T Myers? Oh. The, the spring training or during the season? No, I just stayed with him in spring training. Um, okay. I, I don't think I lived with him in a for like a full season or anything. Okay. Um, he had a girlfriend and stuff, and I don't know if they were married yet or not, but I didn't want to impose on him. Sure. You know? Well, um, might as well play it now. Uh, this is our our Travis Myers clip. <laughs> I laugh when I play this. <laughs> I think I I laugh it. every time I hear Travis. He's okay. hilarious. He's hilarious, man. Oh, yeah. I never talked to him before this. He's like not one time. He's was, a character. It was fun. All right, here we go. Home run story. <laughs> I um. I was here, you know, I, I told you I moved to Tampa in 2006. And part of the reason I moved to Tampa, I, I, I actually moved to, I was in the Florida Keys. I moved from Chatham to Marathon in the Florida Keys. And I was down there for two months becoming a dive instructor. And when I graduated, they said, where do you, you know, where do you want to go? And I knew that Casey was in Tampa. And I knew I wanted to stay in Florida. So I said, I want to, I want to go to Tampa. So I ended up in Tampa in part because, you know, he, he was here, right? Um, yeah. And that's where I wanted to be. So I came to Tampa. In his first year, uh, he's playing in the, uh, the, the Yankee uh, uh, Rookie League. And yeah. uh, the, the stadiums are over by the Buccaneers uh, uh, Stadium. Their diamonds are over by the Buck Stadium. So I would go and watch him play as much as I can. And one game I'm watching him playing, at the time, you could park your truck anywhere by the, the field. It, it, you know, there's a parking lot on the, out, on the, on the uh, other side of the outfield fence. So I park my truck out there, Casey's pitching, and he gives up just a, just a bomb, right? I mean, he gives up a, a mammoth home run to, to you know, some, some dude on the other team. And, it, and, it, and the ball ends up rolling out by my truck. And... <laughs> For some reason, he's riding with me after the game. I don't know if I'm taking him back to his hotel or at the time he used to come over to my house a lot. So anyway, he gets in the truck after the game, and I got the ball waiting for him. And I said, hey, man, will you sign this ball for me? And he's like, is that, is that what I think it is? And he signs it. He signs it. 
Casey Erickson, F U. <laughs> it wasn't a, it wasn't an F, right? So um <laughs> so and I I had it like I had it forever. I, I couldn't tell you where it is, man, but I did. I had it for, for years. It was on my shelf in my office and uh oh God. Man, that is that's funny, dude. <laughs> that's a great story. So I had yeah. Casey I'm having everyone I have on sign a ball before they do it now. And now I wish I had had Casey sign the ball. <laughs> Fu Casey Eric. I might bring it back to him. Yeah. But yeah, that's a yeah. that's just like the good stuff between good buddies, man. Yeah, that's the good stuff. I love it. Yeah, Travis is a good friend, man, <laughs> and he knows how to piss me off, and he pissed me off. <laughs> did so did you I laugh at the moment, or were you pissed about this? Can you I remember? probably laughed it off, yeah. dude. <laughs> it's not like it's the first bomb I've ever given up. I mean, I think he kind of, you know exaggerate a little bit i don't know if it was like a mammoth home run you know Well, for the sake of the story man geez, you gotta give some yeah. fun details no it probably was it was probably one of those where you just you know you're like ah, it's freaking gone. oh boy yeah. <laughs> oh speaking of that dude i gave up a home run on that field that he's talking about this was funny i'll never forget this but and i don't know how to explain this on 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 the uh on the radio or, or uh, the podcast but i gave up a home run to dead center and they had a batter's eye that was like, God, I mean, it had to be like 40 feet. You know? mm-hmm. It was, if you hit, you hit it over that batter's eye. 450. You, you yeah. crushed Tank. this ball. Absolutely. And I just remember the dude hit it, and I was like, I didn't watch the ball. I was looking at my catcher because I was pissed. All right, all right. He hit it, and he takes off running. He wasn't jogging. But as soon as he came off the bat, I was like, dude, if that goes out, like, I'm going to lose it. And I'm watching my catcher. And he's watching the ball just, like, in awe. I think his jaw is, like, hanging out of his catcher's mask. And he, he like, when it goes over, it looked like his body convulsed. He was, like, you know, he, like, dropped to his, you know, his feet, like, gave up <laughs> out from under him. He was like, oh, my God, I, that went out. <laughs> it was the farthest ball that I've ever given up by far. That's I mean, funny because I had a I, I I added a question to our Q and A at the end. I was gonna say, "What's the farthest ball they're gonna hit it. off you?" That's it. That's the one I can remember. Yeah, <laughs> I did give up another one. There was a three zero count, and I was just I grooved one in just to throw a strike, and this lefty did not take it. Well, he took it. <laughs> he took fair. it deep. He took me deep. Yes, that was at Clearwater Stadium. Yeah, and then after I just remember being in the clubhouse, and the coach said something like. No matter what, we don't groove fastballs. No matter what count, and I was just like, I think he's talking about me. I think he's talking about me. Not <laughs> the crookster right now. <laughs> yeah. All right, man. So we finished our second year of pro ball here. Strong numbers. Anything different in this off season? Are you addressing anything or same kind of? Yeah, I, I mean, back the, to the grind. It's not like anything new was out. You know, right. it's not like oh, it's time. Let's try weighted balls or stuff. Right. You know, it was nothing new. It was the same old stuff. Were let's, you training yourself weight? Wise or how were you like, you know, putting programs together? We had that? we they gave us off off season yeah, programs to follow. Yep. Um, so I got a packet and and followed that and added things that I wanted to do with mm-hmm. it. You know, um, and then you know you, you you show up to spring training and there's tests. You know, they test you. Conditioning they, and yeah, stuff they like test that. you. Have conditioning tests. You have strength tests, um, long jump, high jump. I mean, all this stuff, and they test you. So yeah. man, I wanted to come in. And put up good numbers in my tests, you know. So I I worked my my tail off in the offseason, just like any, you know, professional baseball player would. Absolutely. Um, And, you know, again, I went down there and I'm just like, all right, dude, uh, it's been two years. You've been, you haven't moved. Yeah. Um, You know, it's it's time, you know, and, and, you know, I was 
still with the Yankees and fortunate enough to to get myself to Staten Island and and yeah. you know became uh, arguably one or two a starter in that that club. Yeah, um, strong the other, year. Yeah, the other starter was uh, and and if you look up his his numbers, um, his name's David David Phelps, and he did he gets he got to the big leagues. I think he pitched maybe three four years in the big leagues. Yeah, I think he was with Miami, I believe. Um, but hit, our numbers were identical. I mean, identical numbers. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was a it was a solid season. Yeah. So sent to Staten Island Yankees. Uh, I have it as low A. Is that? Yep. 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 It's it's uh, short season low A. Oh, you were you were two teams. There's three. There's yeah. three levels of A ball. Right. Obviously. There's there's short low season. A, yeah, there's short low season. and there's high. Right. Yeah. Didn't did they recently get rid of one? Uh, I thought they did. Maybe I'm wrong. I, I know they they've streamlined the minor league systems to some degree, but yeah, yeah I've got your you've got 2008 here, your third year in pro ball, 22 years old, sent to Staten Island, um, 2.76 there, shoved obviously playing well. Yeah, decent feeling, decent year. Yeah, feeling strong. Yeah. Then you got moved to the Charleston River Dogs. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. River Dogs. That would be. That was low A. Yeah, so not not as not as strong there. I you know I'm not. What, what were the numbers there? Because I, I got traded halfway through the year. That would have been. Oh, that's right. And I was out of the bullpen yeah, that year. The trade, yeah. So with Staten Island two point seven six, that's the Yankees mm-hmm. in low A. Then to Charleston six point two three. Only four innings there. So okay, so I got I got brought up at the end of the year with them. Okay. Right. Um, and then the next year is when I started out with. The next year is when you got traded, right? right. So I, I started out with Charleston the following year, um, and then was traded at All Star break. Right. What was your What was your living conditions this year? Because like, I, I've I've really enjoyed hearing some of the guys like you know there's sometimes they're host families, sometimes you're in crappy hotels, sometimes you know you don't know it could you could have you, a weird host are family. Are you talking about Staten Island? Yeah, we'll say Staten Island. <sighs> Brutal. Really? Brutal. What you got? We flew in <laughs> at night. Um, of course we take a charter to the, to the field and we got to go check out the field. The lights are on statue of liberties freaking in the Hudson river. Right. Scott, you know, the sky, New York city skylines. Uh, it was an amazing complex. Dude. It's re- literally right on the water. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a really cool place to play, but so we checked out the field and everybody's like, and I'm, I'm thinking, I'm like, all right, my, my, my career starting now. Yeah. This is it. Like Here I'm going to go. start now. This feels like real professional. This feels baseball. like where I want. This is what I've been chasing. You know, and there's and crowds there, and oh, huge crowds. Yeah, there. they were great. Yeah, they're they're really known. big they crowds there. Yeah, um, but then we get back on the bus and we're like, all right, we're taking you to your living quarters. We drive to this college that's um, not they're they're not in school. Mm-hmm. You know, this is um, what time of year this would have been. You're living in some dorms. Living in some dorms, <laughs> dude. Um, I just remember that's getting funny. you know dropped off at the the off the main road and having to walk there's 30 dudes walking down this dark hill around these buildings with no idea where we're at big trees around and we're like where are we going <laughs> and and we got luggage you know for like six months like we got luggage right. to, to, it's our livelihood yeah. it's not like we're just got a backpack right we have tons of luggage um, and then we get to this back door, like the only light on the building is this little light over the door. And it's like, all right, you guys are on the third floor. And I'm like, oh, great. Now we get to walk up three flights of stairs, yeah. get up, get up to this third floor. And it's 
it's terrible. I mean, it's absolutely terrible. We open the door, like, here's your rooms. You know, there's like four dudes living in a room. Furniture scattered everywhere, like furniture in the bathroom. The beds are like on their sides. Dressers <laughs> out of place. The glamorous life of a professional it was minor league baseball player. Yeah, I don't think I slept very well that night. Um, but knew that like, hey, we can, we're going to be at the ballpark most of the time. You yeah. know, so like – sure and and. <laughs> we're going to get there early because we ain't staying here much. Yeah. And how, how'd you eat when you were like, you know, not, not making them. I mean, outside of your signing bonus, you're not making. Nobody really much. took their vehicles there. Yeah. To, uh, to Staten Island. Okay. Um, so not, not a lot of personal vehicles. Yeah. Um, um, so we, the bus would just come get you guys. Yeah. They had, they had like some vans that come in <laughs> and pick guys up and take you to the field. Yeah. Um, there was a, like I said, there was a few guys who had cars. So, um, I did, you know, I usually didn't ride the bus. I hopped in with somebody and we'd go to like some, uh, some Italian deli, you know, where they, you can buy like a fresh sliced turkey sandwich yeah. and, and a can of Copenhagen in the same spot, you know, <laughs> for like $29 and, um, that's great. But yeah. We, you know, we, there were some sushi spots that we went to, you know, we hit up some sushi spots and, um, but, uh, the, the atmosphere at the games and, and at Staten Island were electric man yeah, big fun. crowds light you know under the lights skyline in the backdrop oh gosh that would be so cool. really yeah. cool park best experience playing in the minor leagues no or, no okay charleston was that was cool yeah charleston was really cool yeah charleston was sweet okay so that's where um, you got moved at the end of this year for a little bit yeah yeah so cool to be acknowledged within the organization right. for playing well and moved right. you know yeah 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 it was cool and it was a little taste of what you know hopefully next year would look like and yeah um, and you know, that's kind of what happened. Same off season, came home, trained, worked hard. Right. Um, where are you at mentally at this point? Are you like, are you feeling discouraged at where you're at? Like, well, I'm coming off a pretty good year, right? You know, so and we, we went into the playoffs and made yeah. some noise in the playoffs. Um, and, um, felt like I was played a, a, a big role. Like I said, I was arguably one or two. Yeah. Um, and you know, was anxious for next year. I was, I was, I was more excited for that year than than any. I'm surprised my numbers sucked that bad. I didn't think I sucked that bad in Charleston. Well, you're only there for four innings, so it's like you know one bad inning and you're <sighs> okay. That's you're right. You're like right, crazy, you're right. you know. Yeah, I, yeah. So my my next year in Charleston, um, I thought I threw pretty well. Shove, dude. Yeah, to, yeah. to two, start the year, two point two five in forty four innings. So yeah, I, I had shoving good things going. Yeah, absolutely shoving there, and then traded. Yeah. What's it like? So you go to Charleston. Uh, back to Charleston. You said that was a great atmosphere. <clears throat> uh, Bill Murray owned that team. Really? Yes. Okay. You so got anything got cool saw, about that? Yeah, I made okay. Bill Murray laugh. I mean, he's one of like my you favorite. You talked to Bill Murray. Oh, yeah. Oh, let's yeah. go. Come on. Bill Murray was something. going through a divorce at that time, so he okay. was at a lot of games. <laughs> and he was not afraid of having a beer or two. But the story, <laughs> that, I, the story that I made him laugh, and I don't, I don't even think it's that funny, but it, <laughs> he chuckled. So he was, you know, our, um, our bullpen was down – the uh the first baseline we were we were home our you know home side was the uh, first base i got so it's wrigley field style right you're Mm. sitting on a bench and then there's kids literally right right behind you yeah bugging you the whole game (laughs) so this is just another one of those nights yeah yeah, of kids bugging me for baseballs and autographs (laughs) and all this stuff um and like there's like a little kid area kind of behind us you know and kind of look back there and like Bill Murray standing there playing catch with his son. And I'm like, Bill's, Bill's in the house, you know, Bill's in the house. 
this one kid starts talking. He's like, he's like, keeps looking back at Bill and keeps looking back. And he looks at his friend. He goes, isn't that the guy um, from uh, Charlie's Angels? And I just started dying. I was like, of all the movies. Right. Charlie's like Angels. That's the one you picked. Legendary actors. <laughs> right. So well, uh, eventually, eventually okay. like in between innings, you know, like somehow a conversation got sparked up with us and him. And and we got talking about the Cubs. We know he's a big, huge right. Cubs fan. Yep. So, you know, he's asking where we're from. And I'm like, you know, I'm from Illinois, you know, big Cubs fan. He's like, oh, nice, big Cubs fan, you know. And, uh, and I said, hey, man. I got to tell you, one of these kids recognize you from, you know, what I thought was one of your best movies of all time. <laughs> and he's like, he's kind of like looking at me playing catch. He's like, yeah. He's like waiting for Caddyshack. Or yeah. Ghost he's like, what, or what's that? Yeah. You know? And I told him Charlie's angels and he just, <laughs> he just started chuckling. He's like, ah. uh, but I was like, yeah, man, I made Charlie, you know, man, made uh, Bill Murray. Awesome. You know, yeah. Laugh. All time. Cool. Bill Murray. Yeah, he he. Uh, they had sumo wrestling in between innings. You know, they put those big costumes on, yeah. big padded sumos, and like two people yeah. from the crowd, and one guy knocked the other one down. And Bill sat like right by the dugout. He gets on the, he stands up in his seat and gets the crowd pumped up and did, did like a belly flop from. Oh, like, really? Yeah, from the ledge, like man. jumped on top. I mean, he was, he was a fun dude. There's so man. many funny stories out there about this guy, and I mean, not only him as funny as obviously he's amazing in movies, but just as a person, like yeah, a riot and wild stories of him being funny with fans and just showing up places randomly and yeah, having a few beers, you know, yeah. having fun and like, man, what's your? Do you have a favorite movie of his? Oh, I mean, Caddyshack's Caddyshack. such a, le- man, it's such a legendary Caddyshack. one, man. man. That's a good one. Gosh, man. Yeah, I'd have to go with Caddyshack. Big hitter, the llama. <laughs> <laughs> bucks slice in the woods <laughs> all right my man um yeah so we're getting traded this year what's it like to be traded traded for eric Hensky, big leaguer mm. take me through it man take us through yeah Let these people know what it feels like to be traded well it was definitely a wake-up call um no no pun intended because i literally got back to my apartment um at like 2 a.m from a bus trip uh we get we didn't get back till late you know it was like an eight-hour bus trip i get back i go to sleep on my blow up mattress, um, on the floor. And, um, at like 9am I get a phone call and I'm just like, oh, what, who is this? Yeah. And it was a number that I did not recognize. And I, I, for GM? some reason I answered it. Yeah. I was like, hello, you know? And she's like, Hey, Casey, this is Brian Cashman. New York Yankees. I'm oh, like, what? yeah. Oh, hey. Uh, yeah, Mr. Uh, Cashman. Been up for a while. Yeah, just got done with the run and, uh, you know, just get my day started. Do my mental exercise. <laughs> just uh, got done meditating of how my, you know, wanted to be a big leader. But, um, yeah, so Cashman woke me up early and told me, straight up, man, you've seen Moneyball, you know. I've seen it like 10 times. I love that movie. Love it. And um, straight up, he's like, hey, man, we just traded you to, uh, to the Pirates. And I'm like, oh, okay. He's like, hey, appreciate all your time in our organization. Good luck to you. Best, wish, wish you the best. Uh, all your informational, you know, the clubby, whatever his name was, Brian or something. Um, he's like, it'll be uh, at, at the clubhouse. Just, like just go the to movie, the field, yeah. and he'll tell you where you need to go. I'm like, pretty accurate. Okay. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> okay. And then, you know, I my roommates eventually wake up, you know, at 11 or 12, and they're like, and I'm like, well. See you guys. <laughs> and I was like, I just got traded. Yeah. So, but you know what? I was pumped. You, you know, were. I was like, oh, okay. dude, fresh start, new organization. I'm yeah. like, this is perfect. Well, obviously, someone valued you too. Yeah. To yeah. You, yeah. Somebody you know? was interested in me. I'm like, perfect, man. Yeah. Um, packed my bags, left the field, 
started driving for to Ohio. That's where I was. They were on the road, so I went to Ohio and yeah. uh, met up with the team at the hotel and and pitched gonna, that night. You're gonna be with the West Virginia Power, right? Yeah. I shattered a couple bats that night. That really? was cool. Yeah. And dude, you came here and shoved. Yeah, I 1. did. 1.17 electric. Yeah. Like that's yeah. your best performance 38 innings like man you had a good year yeah strong year here solid year yeah yep. and i and i thought you know and now i'm i'm feeling pretty good you know i'm yeah. feeling good about my career you know I'm yeah like, all right back on track start off slow but you know put up a really good year good numbers got yeah. somebody interested in me yeah it's time to work even harder yeah you know in the off season but yeah uh, and, and you're only you're, you're 23 not you know you're not a spring chicken but you're not 27 sure you still got yeah. time to figure it out yep, yep. so yeah so what West. was what was that atmosphere like at West Virginia? <laughs> it's that's hard to explain. That let's, is let's a go, buddy. that is a weird place. <laughs> that, is, that is a West weird Vir- place. <laughs> Char- I went from Charleston, South Carolina, one of the most beautiful places. Yeah, historic. to Charleston, West Virginia, and I'll just say that it was not one of the most beautiful places. It was an industrial city yeah. on the side of a mountain. Half the town was boarded up. Yeah, um, the stadium was old and raggedy. You know, um, but uh, I didn't care. I didn't, I really didn't care. I, I lived in a nice apartment. You know, it was like forty minute, forty minutes away. So it was yeah. a long drive. But I didn't, I didn't care um, what it was like. I was like, dude, I don't care. I'm in a new spot. Yeah, I'm about to shove and move on and get get the hell out of West Virginia. <laughs> West Virginia. <laughs> what was it like coming to a new team in like the middle of the season? And like, was was that? <laughs> well, I'll tell you, the first day was was not what I was hoping for. Um, man, I, I better not butcher this name. Um, let me, I'm trying to think of this dude's name. Okay. All right. So, uh, drive up to Ohio in my car and then, so these guys have been on a road trip, so they already got their seats on the bus. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so the next morning get up, you know, skipper says, you know, bus times at, you know, whatever, 10 o'clock, 11, whatever it was. Yeah get on the bus. I'm like, I don't want to be late. I'm gonna be the first one, you know? So I get out there and I'm like the second or third dude on the bus. Well, you can tell that, you know, people have seats, you know, they've been riding in this thing. For, right. They already got hours on this bus. You get a, you get a Forrest Gump. Can't yeah. sit here. So I sit down, you know, and I'm sitting in this seat, you know, kind of thir- three quarters of the way back. And I'm, you know, a couple dudes start walking up and I'm just kind of, Hey, how you doing? What's going on? They're kind of looking at me like, who the hell are you? You know, why are you on the, why, what are you doing here? Yeah. And then this this gigantic grown man walks by. His name was Calvin Anderson. He was about six, seven, or eight. Big old first baseman. Yeah. Just a monster. And I, all I thought was in my head was like, I hope I'm not sitting in that dude's seat. <laughs> sure enough, man, dude walks on the bus. You know, he's got his headphones on. He's just kind of chilling, walking through. Gets close to me and just kind of looks, kind of looks, at, sees me, and he's like, does one of those, you know, like, <laughs> and I'm like, damn, I'm sitting in a seat. Oh man, I'm messing up already. Yeah. Long, <laughs> long story. Sh- well, it's not a long story short, but um, cool part of the story is Calvin and I ended up becoming like really good friends. That's cool. And we ended up rooming together in spring training the next year. And his dad was a, a, a legend in Pittsburgh, man. His dad was a Super Bowl champion for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Oh, really? Cool. Yeah. Right on. Yeah. Had a big old fat ring on his, on his finger. Oh, and there we go. Uh, his dad was a cool dude. I can't remember his first name, but uh, last name was Anderson. So yeah, looking with Frank, I think Big Frank. Big Frank. Yeah, cool. But so things went well there. Obviously, you you shoved there as well. A really strong season. Is the arm 
I imagine by these numbers, arm's healthy. Arm's healthy. Yeah, yeah. arm feels good. Okay. Yeah, nothing serious. Yeah. Nothing cool. serious so. at that point besides getting hit with a line drive the last, like, two weeks of the, that year. Okay. Um, but, it, you know, I, I was out for the last week and a half. They, they didn't try to bring me back because it wasn't my right arm, but it, the line drive hit me. I mean, I had these, I had these special pads they put on my arm. They would, he's, the, the trainer told me they're like $100 a piece, but I had to put them on my arm every day yeah. for the swelling and stuff. And um, so finished the year on the DL or whatever you want to call yeah. it. Um, and, uh, but still, strong season. Knew yeah. I was, I, I st- you know, I was like, hey, man, I'm, it, I'm, I'm getting ready to start rolling through this thing, you yeah. know, and, and, and reach the promised land. Yeah. Um, still far away away, but I had a lot of confidence Feeling at that like point. Feeling like you're back on track. Had a lot of confidence, yeah. But yeah. Got some um, momentum. Mm-hmm. A couple strong seasons here. A, a new club values you. Mm-hmm. You mentioned that Pittsburgh, the Pirates weren't necessarily the, the most upstanding organization. Were you already seeing things kind of fall in line with that when you were um, there? I, not so much when I was with the, the in West Virginia, but spring training the next year is where some, I was. Some Mickey was, Mouse stuff? It was definitely, yeah. <laughs> I went from, you know, Yankees treat you like a man. They're yeah. like, you're on your own. Figure it out. Yeah. Um, Pittsburgh kind of babied you. Let's go right you know? there. Let's go. Let's, uh, let's just assume was the offseason pretty normal. Yeah, same offseason. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let's go then um, right to let's go right to spring training then. Yeah, it, it just, you know, same type of type of setup. This is going to be your your final actual playing year in professional yeah. baseball. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um typical spring training setup, really nice complex. Um they had dorms on site. Mm-hmm. Um and uh you were required to stay there um unless you were really? I think AAA or higher, I believe. It was, it was, unless you were in AAA, I guess. Okay. You were required to stay there. Okay. Um, Interesting. So, um, yeah, spring training, uh, things were going well, um, throwing well in the spring. Felt good about myself. I had <laughs> um, shin splints like nobody's business. I had the worst shin splints I've ever had, and I think it was just from the cleats that okay. I was wearing. Um, I went down. I thought I thought after that year that I had with in West Virginia that I was going to get invited to early uh, spring training. Yeah, you know uh, that didn't happen, but I didn't care. I still went down anyways. I yeah. just showed up. I was like, I'm here. I'm I'm not. I'm done with Illinois right yeah. now. I need to get down in some warm weather and play. You know, be able to play long toss outside and train yeah. outside. So yeah. I went down a couple weeks early. Oh, cool. On, um, on my own. Um, not a very comfortable feeling because I wasn't part of the invitees. Yeah. So did you but feel like. You weren't welcome. No, I, it's not that I wasn't welcome, um, but I wasn't. I don't. I wasn't quite included in their plan. Yeah. You know, but didn't care. You know, I just. I really didn't care. I just. I was excited to get down there and and start. Hell yeah! So I went down early. Um, and <clears throat> typical spring training. You know, had a had a uh, good outings down there, and they they sent me to Bradenton, which is, um, Hi, right down the road from yeah. their spring training complex. Yeah. Bradenton is where. Um, the big league spring training is for Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, yeah, lived uh, lived in a really nice – one spring training broke. Me and, like, four other dudes moved into a house mm-hmm. um, in a gated community on the golf course mm-hmm. and nice. had a pool in the backyard. Um, uh, first night there, I caught an alligator with my bare hands. What? Can we? Can you elaborate on that a little bit? So, there's a <laughs> pond right behind our house, yeah. you know, and you know how it is. Like, first time you go – you, you get into the house, it's like, all right, dude, we got to go to Walmart. Yeah. We need TVs. Yep. We need, you know, uh, Things, food. Yeah. We need drinks. We need right. all this stuff. So we go to Walmart, and I'm like, you know, I'm getting a fishing pole, dude. I'm going to see what's in that pond. 
so I went out there and I threw a line um, and first cast, you know, I put a bobber on it like a rookie fisherman. I throw it out there first cast and all of a sudden I see this thing like swimming from across the pond. I'm like, what the hell is that? You know? <laughs> and like, as it gets closer, I'm like, that's a freaking alligator. <laughs> now it wasn't huge, you know, it was probably like, I don't know, maybe three and a half feet, uh-huh. you know? And it snapped at the bobber. Really? So I was like, Ooh, I could catch this thing. <laughs> so I slid the bobber down by the hook. I threw it out again and it came after and it snagged it on its scale. And like, once that hook gets in that scale, dude, like it ain't going out. Yeah. So I pulled it in and threw a towel. I watched some animal shows, threw a towel over its head. Really? Like Steve Irwin did? Yeah. Yeah. It's an Irwin move, man. (laughs) I threw a towel over its head and it like calms them down. And I just freaking picked it up and I actually brought it in our house. And like my my, one of my roommates was in the room fighting with his uh, girlfriend like he always did and I like we kicked in the door me and like three other dudes I like, kicked in the door and, like, ah. and he like casually just turned over he's like get that gator out of here <laughs> like like it's happened to him no before. big deal yeah we were gonna put it in the pool um, gator but we were we were afraid we're like dude can can gators like right. get, not, not good for him is it bad for him to like get chemicals so we just threw it back in the pond Casey Harrison has yeah, caught a gator. I got a picture with it. I'll show it to you. I would love to see that, actually. Yeah. That sounds awesome, man. <laughs> Casey catching gators. No big deal. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, another strong year here, man. Um, you got to be happy about moving up up the chain. You're in high A now, mm-hmm. right? So you, yeah. you, some of your gripes have kind of been not progressing fast enough. Sure. So 3.38, uh, 36 games, 80 innings pitched, 6-2. Um, and two, Six starts, so I think a strong year overall, man. Yeah. 65 Ks. Yeah, respectable year. Yeah, were you injury-free this whole year? I was until the end, yeah. Not yeah. when it fell off? Yeah, yeah. Oh, um, yes. Perfect. We're getting to that point. So, your your dad, most people mention this. I think your, your dad for sure did. I think it's in his quotes. We'll get to those eventually. But you were, and so did Roop, you were injured kind of at the end of the year, but you were afraid to say something. It's Absolutely. Just, like you didn't want to. Go to the training room, and then they shut. They sit you down, and then the next guy's up, and then you're forgotten. Yeah. Is that? Can you elaborate on that, or is that kind of? Yeah, it was weird. It didn't happen during an outing, or, or at least that I didn't feel it. Um, I was just playing long catch, and it felt like my shoulder slipped out. It wasn't like a loud pop, but I just if I threw a ball, and I felt really a feeling that I've never felt before in my shoulder. Yeah. And right after that happened, like my my lat. All right, my my lat, which is under you know under your arm, um, it's, I just had like this. It felt like a strain, you know, like I pulled something in my lat. Yeah. And so I I didn't think at the time that it was my shoulder, you know. I was like, dude, I don't know, something's wrong. I'd stretch it and it hurt, and I'd ice it and I'd heat it and I'd ice it. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of what I what I rode into the training room, and I was like, dude, something like I pulled something in my lat. Yeah, uh, because I, I didn't have any pain in my shoulder. Right. Right. But nonetheless, they, you know, treated me and they were like, look, there's a week and a half, you know, two weeks left. They're like, let's not push this, you know. Um, so they just said, hey, you know, finish here. You're you know, you had a good season. Yeah. Um, so that's what I did. And then I came I went <clears throat> into the off season, And um, I took a little more time off than I usually did. Yeah. And you touched I, on some of this. I was already. trying to you know, recover from whatever lat injury I had. In your heart, did you think something was wrong? Not with my shoulder. Okay. No, not at that time. All right. That didn't kick in until I started to throw indoors in the winter. 
And um, things weren't what they were supposed to be. No, it didn't. Ball didn't feel like it was coming out the same. I uh-huh. didn't have like pain, you know, um, but just didn't feel the same. Something yeah. was off, you right. know. And at that point, I'm like, what, what the hell am I going to do? You know, yeah. go to the doctor right now and get an MRI and see that I have a torn labrum. I call Pittsburgh and I tell them, hey, my labrum's torn. They're going to be yeah. like, oh, well, see you later. Yeah, thanks for the for the you're year. You're 25 <laughs> right. and you're in A ball, you know, in yeah. hopes of going to double A. <clears throat> right, um, and you're already not like a 95 velo guy. No, plus. no, and they, you know, it's every year new sh- new wave of players come yeah. in. So I was I was just scared to 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 say something. Yeah. So I was like, I screw totally it, you know, I'm going to bite the bullet. I'm just going to go down early again like I did last time, last mm-hmm. year. Uh, so I went a couple weeks early, got acclimate, acclimated, had shin splints again. It's freaking terrible, the worst pain. Couldn't get rid of shin splints, interesting. Yeah. Awful, dude, the worst pain ever. I mean, I would literally have my bare feet in, in a bucket of ice water up to my knee. Really? Just soaking them in ice water or in, in an ice bath because it was so painful. Yeah. sucked. Absolutely sucked, but um, spring training was different, man. I just <coughs> wasn't throwing. I didn't have – something was missing, you know, but, again, mm-hmm. I was just like, screw it. I'm just going to get through gut this. Through it, yeah. You know, gut through it. Like, you're a, you're a crafty guy, too. Get so guys out. You could out. probably still get guys out with I, and I stuff. And I did. I, I didn't get rocked in spring training. Right. I, I had a good spring training. I still got outs, but I knew my velocity wasn't there. Yeah, do you remember and what it was? I, I was probably 86 to 88. Days, yeah. yeah, it was it was it was down, you know, and um first wave of cuts went through. They do two two cuts. They do on the third and the third week and then the final cuts the fourth week. Yeah. Made it through the third week and I'm like, oh, I'll be all right. <clears throat> and then, you know, one morning wake up, walk down from my apart or the the dorm or whatever you want to call it and, you know, walk into the clubhouse and before I can get there, I'm I'm my um my pitching coach, Wally Whitehurst was standing there uh, from the previous year in, in high A. He was standing there, he's, and he just kind of looked at me. And as soon as I looked at him, I knew. He knew. Yeah, because he, he really he, – he, I don't know if he stuck up for me or not. I hope he did. And I, I think I said that to him. I think I said something as we were walking back to, you know, yeah. uh, meet my maker. <laughs> and, and, uh, he said Skip wants to see you, basically. Or yeah, who, it was our. It was our, wanted to see it you? was our pitching coordinator. Okay. It was the minor league pitching coordinator and the um, uh, the what do they call him? The head minor league coordinator? Is that what they call him? Two guys. Those two. Yeah. Two big dogs. You know, yep. two big dogs. Um, but I, there was no negotiating. You know, I knew it was um, what what it was. You know, and um, he did what, say something. What are you feeling in that moment? Just like walking to it. Yeah, it sucked. I just, wa- I really just wanted to turn around and be like, I'm out. You know, I, I really didn't want to face it. You know, um, yeah, man, it, it was an emotional time. What a heavy I, moment. I went back to my room and I was, you know, I heavy. went clean out my locker and said a couple of goodbyes to some some of the dudes and um, they were they were kind of shocked. I mean, they because there was there was uh, there was another guy who didn't get cut and I thought, you know, I was like, oh, surely this dude's getting cut. If yeah. I'm getting cut, this He's dude's getting, getting cut, cut. cut too. Yeah. Um, well, the double A. Uh, manager um, of the Pirates, where I was supposed to go. Um, <clears throat> see if I get this correct. This kid, his name was Noah Kroll. Um, his wife watched, babysat for that manager's kids. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. So guess who went to double-A? The connections. That guy went to double-A. That's crazy. And he's a, a, a submarine Converted submarine pitcher 
because he didn't. So he was already on his last legs anyway. He didn't. He it was two months. He got released. Yeah. Man. But you know what happened? He's sitting. They're sitting in that room and like, who you want? You want Erickson? You want Kroll? Oh. I'll take Kroll. I know him. Can you tell me how that meeting went with those two guys when they set you down? Like what what, what they said? They said a couple things that I really don't want to share. Okay. Um, I was shocked about one thing that they said. Um, okay. It kind of blew me away a little bit. Um, but it was <clears throat> business, you know. Yeah. Hey, appreciate everything you put into this. You know, unfortunately, you know, we don't have a spot for you on the double team. Um, so we're going to let you go. You're, you're too old to go back to, to, to A ball, to, to high A. Yeah. You've already proved you can pitch there. Right. There's, there's no point in going back there. Um, so at that point I was just like, okay, well, is there anything I can say to change your mind? Yeah. You know, because I, you know, I don't know if you guys know this or not, but I'm injured. I just didn't want to say anything right. because I was afraid this <coughs> was going to happen. Yeah. Um, and they just, you know, well, what, what's injured? You know, I said, my shoulder, man, my shoulder's messed up. Something's wrong, you know? And, but by that time it was too late. It was, there was no like, oh, well, let's get you looked at. You right. Know, that was off the table. It wasn't, um, so Took it like a man, grabbed my stuff, went up, packed my stuff, headed to the airport, caught a flight. Uh, I think I caught a flight, or did I drive? No, I think I, I caught a flight because I flew down for spring training okay, yeah. um, because then I was just going to have, like, my folks drive my car to me once I got put somewhere, which I yeah. thought was going to be in double A. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. I mean, that's not it. We're going to talk some more, but, like, well, that's how my you, career. That's yeah, it. That's your, how, that's are you, it. how are you feeling this moment, man? That's heavy. It sucked. Man. It certainly sucked. Gosh. Um, coming off two good years. Yeah. Um, knowing that I was injured. Knowing knowing that I never got treated as a, a high-profile player. You know, yeah. at, at some point, even though I did have a pretty good year, I was kind of fed up with, with hey, man, I know you guys don't care about me. The politics I see of it. it. Yeah. I see it. Right. You know, I see you guys yeah. putting time in with this dude and that dude, and I'm already better than this guy, and I'm yeah. already better than that guy. Yeah. Uh, and I'm, I'm going to prove it. I'm going to put up better numbers than him. Like I said, I yeah. went back to the numbers game. It's like, I'm, yeah. I'm going to put up better numbers than that guy. You can put in all the time you want with him, but I'm going to put up, have a better year. Um, so at that point I was just like, whatever, man, I, I'm, I'm done. I'm done getting this treatment. I'm over it. Yeah. Like it's time to start the next chapter in my life and came home, obviously depressed. Didn't want to go anywhere. Didn't yeah. want to do anything for I a few months. The same thing. Yeah. Um, just kind of hid, you know? Yeah, what are you gonna um, do? Right. Yeah, I mean, I, me and my wife spent a lot of time together, and just, um, you know, we were talking a lot about a future and what we want to do, and how many kids we want, and and all this stuff. And so you're ready to hang them at this point. Was there any thought? Oh, like, yeah. I'm gonna fix my shoulder and I'm gonna come back, or nah? No, you were like, this no. is it. Yeah. No okay. way. No way. Yeah. No way. Uh, just didn't didn't ever feel um res- not not respected, but didn't ever feel like I was. Uh, valuable, mm-hmm. you know. So yeah. at, at that point, I was like, "Dude, I'm not starting over. Like, I'm gonna start a family. Yeah, ready. I want to start a family and start a. I gotta find a job. I gotta find a career. I gotta do something. You right. know, I gotta make money. And yeah, um, didn't watch baseball on TV. Man, I went through didn't the same thing. Didn't care. About, I didn't want to see it. I went through all the same things. Yeah, it's, it's hard, weird, isn't it? It's hard. Yeah, yeah, it's like you love something so much and you give so much to it, and it just says like, "I don't love you back anymore." Like, yeah, I'm done yeah. with you. Like, it's yeah. a wrap, you know. And yeah. It's a That's weird funny relationship. Jody Reed, who was my manager in rookie ball, he was a second baseman for Boston, which is kind of weird that they hired him to coach in the Yankees organization. But um, Jody Reed said something like that to the entire uh, spring training 
roster that was out there. Yeah. He had everybody in center field. That was like how we started spring training. He had all, all the coaches out in center field, and some guys said their piece and, and all this stuff. And I'll never forget Jody Reed. He said, remember something, boys. You need this game. This game don't need you. That's the dang truth, man. And, and that yeah. sunk in, and I was like, I'm ready to, I'm ready to rock. Yeah. You know, like I'm yeah. ready to rock. That, that fired me up. But, yeah, I'll never forget that from him, Jody Reed. Man. That you mentioned Moneyball earlier, and like, there's that one scene in there that makes me cry every time when it's like the scout talking to Billy Bean when they're trying to sign him, and they're like, "We all get told, you know, at some point that you know we we can't play the kids' game anymore. Yeah. Like, some get told at 18, some get told at 40, but we all get told. Yeah. Man, that gets me every time. <laughs> Gosh, yeah. it sucks taking off that uniform for the last time as a player. Obviously, yeah. you got to put it back on. Yeah, as a coach. So, yeah. I remember. We've kind of briefly discussed it outside of here, but you, you said it was a pretty tough time for you being done with baseball sure. and trying to figure out what was next. Oh, yeah. And, you know, you were at baseball is so deeply ingrained in your DNA. It's who you are. So mm-hmm. was there any thought of, like, I'm totally done with baseball, or did you think you were going to figure out a way to, like, get back in it in some capacity? Yeah, I I think my buddies were asking me to, like, play softball. They're like, dude, Crook, Crook can play softball now. Like, our team's going to be stacked. Like, <laughs> And I was like, I ain't right. playing no softball, dude. Like, I'm not ready for that. Right. You know, because so that's when you like are officially hung up. Yeah. You're done. <laughs> yeah. That's like you're that's, done, done. Yeah, that's definitely the sign of it's over. <laughs> yeah, it's over. So I didn't want to play softball. Yeah. Um, that year, the first year I got back. Um, um, but you know, a- after a few months went by, I was like, dude, baseball. You know, what about coaching? You know, yeah. Like I miss it. You know. And yeah. I called Tor, and I'm like, I'm like, I'm ready to coach. That's He's awesome. Like, I love it. He's like, for real? And I'm like, yeah, dude. Let's go. I'm ready. He's like, hell yeah. Yeah. I love So that. I coached with him for four years, him and Jimmy yeah. Clayton and, yeah. and Jim Torcelli and Tim Torcelli. And they talked about how amazing it was having you out there. Just like, man, it is awesome having a former pro as a coach on your roster. Like, just looking at yeah, him. I, like, yeah, I think he, he really enjoyed having me. He knew I was a leader. Yeah. And, and now I, he, you know, he, he thought, I think he, like he said, and he's like, Hey, this guy's going to bring a pro perspective to, to <sighs> so our valuable. Club. So we had Eric uh, Weaver when I was at Lincoln, man. So, similar. Oh, same thing. Yeah. yeah same deal. It was well, awesome. Much, much better. Oh ball. my gosh. Much better pitching. Man, he'd come to the back of the bus and tell stories. Weaver story time was the best, dude. <laughs> yeah. Weaver's awesome. I love that man. guy. He awesome. Was awesome. Man, I thought about this when I was thinking about kind of how your career ended. And it's been really interesting to hear how all these guys career ended. Like some took it harder than others and whatnot. Yeah. And like, I, I thought about this, and I obviously only got to play indie ball, so like a very the lowest level of professional ball, and like I was making six hundred bucks a month, whatever. It's, but it was still the best time of my the life. Same, it's the same thing, though, right? Yeah, but it's the same thing. My point being is, having baseball as a job is almost like it's not fair because once it's over, like as a player, like how are you ever supposed to to love something like that again, job wise, right? Like you know, I I do the best I can with what I do, but. It's not baseball. No. It's not strapping them up. It's not, you know, all the things baseball. It's hard to fill that void, man. It is, dude. Like, how? Yeah. But you go on, do the best you can, and you're still around the game, and you're raising your sons, but there's something about playing it at at, at the highest level that you can and getting to do it, and then it's over. It's just – I'll say this, man, and and it's (laughs) – I'll say this at at this point in my life. um, I'm enjoying coaching more than I – did play in my last really that's oh, awesome. yeah. my last few years I loved in minor that. league ball even though it was professional baseball and yeah. hey, that's great no not even not even close. really no that makes me happy dude I hearing that you're fulfilled i feel well. like i feel like love it i'm so blessed and 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 lucky 
to to have this position that I'm in here at Glenwood, um, and and I don't take it for granted, man. I put everything I got into it, yeah. And it's a full time job, you know. Back to my nick, my college nickname, uh, but it's full time. It's uh, <laughs> I'm so passionate about um, yeah coaching baseball and these kids and and Glenwood and everything. It's just like. I'm I'm really happy right now. So. I love it. I love hearing that everything has come full circle, circle, full circle, full, jeez, full <laughs> circle for you here. Yeah. You're now the head skipper. You know, at, at Glenwood, you took him to second state a couple years back. Lots of positive ahead. Taking over for the legendary coach Mumi. You're in a good spot. Um, I actually got to talk to uh to Parker. Yeah, Parker. Um, Detmer's here. So let me. So he's now a – this is obviously the wildly talented Parker Detmers of the Detmers family. He's at Louisville right now. Or Louisville, sorry, excuse me. Yeah, don't mispronounce it. I know. Man, I was spent some time in Kentucky. You cannot <laughs> pronounce it wrong. Louisville. Actually, the more you say it, the more slurred it gets. Like, yeah, it gets worse, right? From really people that are in Kentucky, it's like Louisville. I was like, <laughs> what did you say? <laughs> it's not Louisville. It's Louisville. No, it's not. All my boys will back me up on that from Kentucky. All right, Parker Detmers. This Casey was well-respected. He was tough on us. But wanted us to have fun. Perfect coach, players coach, um, let us have fun. But we were out there for a purpose, and that was to beat everyone. Uh, practices <laughs> were always great. We always had a bunch of fun. He brings a lot of energy. If you don't bring the energy, uh, he is not happy. <laughs> he wants you to match that. Um, wants to destroy everyone. One of the biggest competitors I've ever met. I've got a couple clips we'll play in a sec. Everyone respected him from playing pro ball. He knows what he's talking about. Played college ball, pro ball. You know, the baseball family knows a ton about the game. Casey gave me a ton of confidence. Um, uh, showed me how to attack, let, let your stuff play, never put players down. Uh, after big, this was cool, after big wins would come on the bus, like, excited, like, screaming, <laughs> pumped up, like, smacking stuff in the bus. Mm -hmm. And, like, he said that it would just get the guys so fired up, and they loved that. Oh, um, yeah. I loved hearing that. Let me get to a couple quotes from this dude here. And I told him when I when I talked to him, I was like, I don't have players on here that are still playing because I want you to be done with your career and like look back on it and like the lessons and all that. But sure. I was like, hopefully I don't talk to you for 20 years. Man. Yeah. I was like, I want to see you in the big leagues yep. someday. And, th and then maybe if this is still going, I've got to know. I <laughs> but, think it definitely will be going. <laughs> but that would be, I'd love to talk to him in like 20 years. So rooting for that guy. All right. Parker here. Uh, let's say Parker on Casey being a mentor. I would say Casey to me is, Definitely one of my mentors. I mean, he has helped me with the game of baseball. He's right there behind my dad, I would say. My dad, I mean, obviously, he's above everyone. He's taught me everything. But Casey's right there. He's taught me to be very confident in myself and just go out there. It doesn't matter who it is. Just go out there and be your best. Parker on Casey yeah, being a cool, player's coach. Yeah, it's cool hearing that from your players, yeah, it right? It's really cool. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you could talk to him about anything, like anything outside of sports or outside That's of awesome. baseball. You could talk. So it's like he was personable with everyone. I mean, yeah. And that's what's fun with the coach. You want him. You want to be able oh, to yeah. be more than just a coach. So. Yeah. So he actually cared about his players. players. Yeah, he cared about all of us. Pretty cool to hear. Yeah, that's that's right? cool, man. Yeah. My man, that's so. That's cool. really cool. Yeah. Parker's right, man. We talked about a lot of stuff besides baseball. You know how it is. You get a lot of downtime, and yeah. <clears throat> Parker's always gravitated towards Nino and I um, uh -huh. after he, you know, did his workouts and open gyms or 
whatever it was. And, you know, we'd cut it up, man. We talk about food, we talk about life, talk about family. We talk about, um, future and players and, coach. Yeah. We talk man. about sports. I mean, he's, he, he's a great dude. Those man. are the special relationships, man. I, you know, I've been through my coaches in my career and the ones that I, you know, think back and love are the players coaches, the ones yeah. that were more than just a coach. I mean, some of them will separate themselves and they're just a coach. Yeah. There's, you know, there's a line there, but sure. the guys that you actually have a relationship with a rapport, you can talk to them about, those are the special ones. Like, yeah. Those are the ones that I think back on in, in a warm way. Yeah, so. I agree. I, I, I enjoy what I do and, you know, and, and I want to have fun doing it and I want the players to have the best experience here, you yeah. know, not only uh, to develop into better ball players and, and find their way in, in their baseball lives, but, um, you know, definitely want to be someone that they can uh, look to for advice or yeah. and if they that. need something or help something, you know. Yeah, and you are, I keep texting you about this, you're, you're in here for the long haul, ideally, yeah? yeah? yeah. We'll see. I would yeah. love if you were, you know, like we've, we've talked about our boys are like the same age. So, like, I, yeah. I want I want to be under the crook umbrella. I'm insisting on it. I'm moving to Chatham <laughs> for it. I'm not even going to play like it's for school. It's yeah. for It's happening. <laughs> well, I <laughs> I uh, I hope that I get that opportunity to coach them because that means I'm, I'm, I'm doing something right. You've stuck around. Yeah, you're yeah. doing something right. Yeah. I don't sleep. That's amazing. Um, I would love to hear what is going on in your life these days like what is what can you tell us a little about your family your wife your boys like what's what's life like for the crookster yeah um ashley and i live here in, in chatham and uh she's a, a nurse at st john's and she's very passionate about her job um she works really hard and she cares about what she does so um that's really important for her and um we got three boys um we tried for the the girl the last one and and uh got another, another boy. boy um yeah. So uh, Cooper's Cooper's my oldest. He's nine. Um, he's on a, a really good baseball team that I coach. Um, it's a, it's a ten U team, and um, we had a really really fun summer last year. We played in like eight tournaments. We won f- five of them. We got second and two. Yeah. Um, and played some really good competition, and just had a fun summer, man. It, it reminded me so much of myself growing up playing ball. Um, so cool. he's in a he's in a good spot with a, a good group of kids. I got some really good assistant coaches for that team, mm-hmm. and um, so we spend a lot of time together with those families. Um, Trip is um, six, going on fourteen. Some great names, dude. <laughs> good choices there. You like Trip? I do. It's fitting for him. Um, <laughs> Trip Trip's like a man child, dude. He's huge. Your I don't dad know where was he, saying he's going to be something special. He's he's got some pretty good tools already. Yeah. For his young age, he like, said he's like playing up, like years he, up. Yeah. He, I, I didn't know what to do with him last year because he was only five for tryouts. Yeah. And I didn't want him to try out for, um, like an eight U team as a five year old, especially right. in especially around here, because I I want him to play for the you know Chatham Braves. Yeah. Um, because I'm, you know, I'm, I believe in, um, keeping these kids together and, and, you know, getting good coaches in place and, yeah. and having them learn from, uh, and, and play with each other, you know, growing up. And, um, so I, I just kept tripping rec ball. Um, and then, um, he got some, somebody got injured on the eight, eight year old team. So they, they called and said, Hey, would trip like to fill in? And, you know, of course he wants to. So I said, yeah, that's sure. No problem. Yeah. So he played like probably twenty five games with him, and how you do? He did fine. He held really? his, yeah, he held, he held his own. Man, you know, that's for um, so he was he was six at the time. Okay, he turned. <clears throat> he was uh, yeah, he was still five during trials in July yeah. two years ago. Um, but 
um, yeah, so he did that with that group. It's another fun group to be around. They got some good talent there. Um, so he enjoys playing sports, and, and he's just a real um, just a real friendly kid, loves, loves people, loves uh, his friends. Um, and then I got my, my, my youngest, who's about to turn two. Mm-hmm. Uh, his name's Lane. And he's, you know, uh, just so – he's just such a, a enjoyable kid. He just – you're having a bad day, having a rough day, man. Just go around here because he's just smiling, happy, loves on you, and he's just a great little kid. So we got three. We're busy. Um, um, I'm working for the Village of Chatham as a code enforcement officer. Yeah. Um, and uh, coaching high school baseball for Glenwood. And um, – uh, coaching youth baseball I love it, and man. so I, you can find me on a field of some sorts whether it's baseball yeah. football and basketball practice starts tomorrow night so man I love that there's just more Erickson's down the line just continuing <laughs> this Erickson rich legacy of baseball yeah. around this area you man know, yeah so yeah. cool love it man uh let me so we're, we're, we're close here to the end um we've got a baseball q and did I'd love to get you know what yeah, I'm going to finish out my Bobby quotes here because I kind of paused them because they weren't, like, in the right place. But some of your dad quotes here, this is where we left off. I'll just rip through them. They're not going to be obviously going back. We've already gone through some of this, but yeah. I'll finish it. Uh, right. On game day when he was pitching, he was a different person, very quiet, had a routine, much different than when he played the field. Wanted me in a certain spot so he could see me pitching. Accurate? Yeah, he's super sti- – dude, we're so superstitious in our family. It's <laughs> And it's it. rubbed off on, like, all the players that I coach. It's insane. <laughs> Best inside pickoff move in the world. I absolutely agree with that. It was smooth, impossible to tell. It looked like he was going to the plate. Uh, he would signal between you and Hipkey, hat tip. Uh, picked off 11 your senior year. Uh, Rourke thought he could have been a big-time QB, Division One QB. Talked about the Wisconsin thing. Uh, wanted to go play with his buddies at SCI and see if he could get drafted in a better position. Got to throw a BP session at Wrigley. Offered 40K to sign with the Cubs out of high school. Turned it down to go to SCI. Was very proud of you for calling Itch Jones yourself, U of I head, head skipper, and telling him that you weren't going there. He said not a lot of 18-year-olds would do that, and he was damn proud of you for how you stood up and you were a man in that moment. So cool. Um, your, your dad said he never punished you guys by running because he didn't want you guys to hate it. I love that. That's true. Yeah, because. I absolutely hate burpees because I've been punished with burpees my yeah. whole life in sports and yeah. stuff. And like, I don't want to do them. Yeah. But I thought that was genius. Yeah. Like, you don't want to teach kids that running is punishment or they hate it. He's, so, he's a smart coach, man. Yeah, absolutely. I, I loved hearing more like the mind of Bobby on this. Um, was huge on a repetition with Diamond Kings, endless reps, fun seeing all the things I taught him being passed down now by Casey and your coaching. Uh, a, a quote by, by Bobby, uh, don't be afraid to hit it out of the here. He says he hears you say it sometimes in games, too, and like he <laughs> loves hearing that kind of stuff. Uh, Trip is a load. Watch out for him. They said, watch out for Trip. Uh, yeah, Diamond Kings, every practice, we went over something until we got it right. We knew fundamentals deeply. Always ended practice with, practices with something fun. Now Casey does something similar, like rounders or something like that. Yeah. Uh, all nine Diamond Kings had baseball offers to play in college. He was proud of that. Um, got about 80000 we already talked about that. Uh, held him in rookie ball too long. He was successful everywhere he went. We talked about the Hensky trade. Shoulder needed to be worked on. Can't throw like he used to. P 
painful to watch him throw BP now. <laughs> That's true. Uh, it was hard on Casey when his career ended, especially because he did so well and always won wherever he went. We've gone over that yeah. at length here. Yeah. All right, my man. You got time for my baseball Q&A? Yeah, We're dude. already here, so yeah. let's yeah. finish it up. You've been awesome. I know when we first started talking about this, you were like, you think we can get this done in like a couple hours? I'm like, no, dude, <laughs> we do not. And you've got a baseball yeah. journey. And all right, we're here at our Q and A. All right, bud. All right, let's do it. Let's do the dang thing. Best baseball movie of all time. Yeah, I for sentimental value, you know, uh, I got to go Field of Dreams. Gotcha. You know, can't beat it. No, yep. it's a great movie. And the, we already, I already said my little weird thing about Bobby, <laughs> you guys being in Field of Dreams, and yeah. Bobby's still making you chase the ball. <laughs> anyway, worst baseball movie. Uh, um. Ben, is Benchwarmers, is that a baseball movie? Terrible. It's, yeah, I just. I mean, it is, but it isn't. I don't know? even like, know if you could pay me to sit there and watch it again. <laughs> I saw it once. I don't think I made it through the whole thing. I was just like, what is David Spade doing in a baseball uniform? I was, <laughs> totally agree. Yeah, the movie sucks. Um, favorite baseball players growing up, who'd you, who'd you look up to? Uh, King Griffey Jr. Oh, man. I idolized him. He's the coolest pl- player of all time. Yeah, he was awesome. Kerry Wood, I was a Cubs fan. Oh. Kerry yeah. Wood, that was, you know, 20 strikeouts. Man, I mean, that was, that a, was cool. Even Pryor, electric. Yeah, Mark Pryor was a stud, too. Kerry yeah. Wood. Um, probably, probably Griffey, man. I, I just was – I just loved how he played, Gosh. dude. Forever. Just had the just had the confidence and, like, just looked effortless. Everything the coolness, effortless. the swing, the backwards yeah. hat, the bubble gum. Like, yeah. I don't think there's ever been a more cool player that guys emulated. You know, no. wanted to be – like, everyone did the Griffey swing and BP, like – yeah, you know, trying to do the Griffey swing. Mm-hmm. All right, you already answered it. Favorite team growing up, Cubbies. Cubbies. Yep. Uh, favorite bat model. Let's go metal and. I mean, I guess you didn't have a lot of. I mean, did you? I didn't do get some to swing way? a lumber, but I got a I got a collection of bats. There's no doubt. I okay. got bats from like some of the guys that I played with. I yeah. got bats from uh, my brother when he was playing. So, yeah. Um, Louisville Slugger. Louisville, yeah. Louisville Slugger. Old, you know. Um, Tan, I guess you call it tan. Yeah, natural finish. Natural finish. Yeah. yeah. Natural finish. I like the cup end. Um, and for metal, I'm going to go uh, Easton Seacore. Oh, boy. Or the Air Attack. You remember the Air Attack? Yeah, I do. Had like a pillow inside of it. It like did. A, like a, like a it was, it was like a dude. Some sort of a air bladder inside it of was, it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's a good way. <laughs> it was like a <laughs> fucking bladder, dude. I just remember balls just flying off the bat. Oh, man. Yep. It's probably where my eight home runs came from. <laughs> Who did you – okay, outside of Corey, we already established that. Did you look up to anyone locally, any baseball players around here? Uh, my Uncle Roger. I mean, I obviously sure. looked up to him. Um, Ryan O'Malley was was one that I, oh, yeah. you know, really sure. was uh, inspired by. Sure. Um, I was a little older when, when that happened. But, um, yeah, um, Ryan O'Malley was um, – yeah, let's, let's go with that. Did you try to um, – this might be Roger again, mechanics that you tried to emulate. Was there any pitcher that you were like – No, no, not really. Not at a young age anyways. Okay. Um, I was really good at – I was – and I, I'll, my friends would say this too. Um, I'm really good at like emulating people. Like if I see somebody swing, mm-hmm. I can yeah. like – Do it. I can do it. You know, yeah. I can look – at least look like I'm Like the batting it. stance guy? Yeah. Like that. Oh, dude. Yeah. 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 Who's this? Who's this? You know? Right. Yeah, for I sure. I love that stuff. Um, but um, – yeah, I don't think I really like looked at somebody as a as a pitcher in the big leagues, and I was like, I want to look like that when I, I want, throw. Yeah. It was more like Roger and my dad telling me like, get your knee up, you know, reach okay. out, fin- you know, stuff like that. Sure. So, best baseball video game of all time, RBI ninety three. Man, for Sega, great game, great game. 
Yeah, Man, I game. had that game too. Yeah, I love MLB these. was when the fir- MLB came out too. That was cool because I, I mean, I, I remember like laying on my bed late at night with a dip in, like playing this game until oh, yeah. like I couldn't keep my eyes open. Yes. Oh yeah, the, man. Yeah, the big ones. All right, best things to do on bus trips in the minors. Gamble. <laughs> Anything particular like cards or dice? Uh, or? euchre, spades, in between the sheets. Um, yeah, just. Always had to keep a bucket, you know, everybody yeah. put, you know, hey, don't put that bucket underneath the bus. We got to, we got to use it as a table, <laughs> you know, and you never wanted to sit. You didn't want to sit in this. You always wanted to be in the, in the back section and the buckets in front of you. So you don't have to turn around and right. put your card on the table yeah. and stuff. But yeah, we had some, some big money games that ended up carrying over from the bus to the hotel. Once we got to the hotel, it's like, Hey, you know, still got $500 on the table. Uh, <laughs> we got to play. We got to finish this out. <laughs> what intro music did you ever did you use when you were in minors? Metallica. Some particular some, song? I, I don't I don't remember particularly the that, song. That get you fired up? Yeah, I love Metallica. They're my favorite band. You I'm I'm, I'm riffing here. You mentioned that you really enjoyed Tupac growing up. Do you have a favorite Tupac song? Mm. Picture Me Rolling oh, is one that I love. Man, you can't beat that. No, that's can't that's beat it. Probably number 1. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, I I put where did the knuckle curve come from? Did that come from Raj? When you were like, you know young, what? Like, I don't know. I I think my dad. I know my dad talked about that a lot. And like I told you earlier, it's just kind of a, a safe way to begin to throw yeah. a breaking ball and to understand how how the rotation comes out of your hand and how to throw it. So it's just kind of a safe way to do it. Yeah. At a twelve year old age. Best um, best memories of Erickson baseball school. <laughs> Probably the commercials we the commercials <laughs> my sister and brother and I did. You know, trying on glasses and stuff, some corny commercial, Those but great. yeah, I I have great memories of Erickson baseball school. I mean, Pudge was so cool to me. It, he used to get me like the coolest like Christmas gifts. He'd like get these little wind up toys that like nobody, you know, little wind up feet that just like like walked across the table. He was just like such a character to me. Yeah. Um. And yeah, I mean, that was just cool to for him to have those businesses and us to be kind of a part of it. Um, I've, I've noticed some Erickson boys wearing the number 19. Is that a family number? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know who started it. I, I know Raj wore it. Um, I know I my dad pictures was, of Corey. Yeah. Corey was 19, 19 and 25. Those were pictures the, of you two wearing it. Yep. 25 and 19. Um, but I couldn't tell you who, you know, was like the first one. I, I know, uh, un- great uncle Don, I don't think he was 19 with the Phillies. Yeah. Um, so I don't know where that came from, but it kind of stuck. Did you feel pressure to be successful in baseball because of your family name? Sure, yeah, of yeah, course. Right. Of course. Well, yeah. do you Good feel pressure, though. Do you, you feel know? like your boys are going to feel the same? I hope I hope they don't, you know. Um, I hope they don't. But they will. But they probably will, you know, <laughs> because I'm pushing them. You know, I'm, I'm pushing them, yeah. and I'm coaching them, and they know I coach high school baseball. Yeah, and obviously. That's uh, such a great experience. And like I told you before, man, I'm so blessed to have this job and, and to be able to – to coach at mm-hmm. Glenwood, yeah. my kids get to experience all this stuff too. So cool. Yeah. Uh, did you ever wish you'd signed out of high school? No. Okay. Uh, best teammate. Best teammate. Yeah. God, dude, I how am I supposed to answer that? You're right. right. That's broad. We can I'm skip it answer, if you want. I'm going to answer that in in levels. Okay. So I'm going cool. high school. I'm going uh, Brad Rupert. Uh, Bones. Bones was my best friend growing up. Uh, Jimmy Clayton is a close second, but I. I I got to go with Bones. Um, college, Travis Myers. Pro ball, Dan Brewer. Love it. What's Where does uh, Bones' nickname come from? 
Who's really skinny. skinny. Yes. Yeah, skinny. Yeah, skinny dude. <laughs> all right. Favorite ballpark songs. You know the ones that they just play all the time. Like favorite. Yeah. Oh God. Favorite ballpark songs. It's not the 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 seventh inning stretch. I don't enjoy that. I mean, like you know, like put me in coach, like something like that. Yeah. Like those kind of things are mm. like just ones they always play. Yeah. Not Sweet Caroline. I know. Oh, that's that. the. So I sent this to to, to the Crookster. Like I send all this stuff beforehand so they can kind of look at it. Yeah. And I did not specify that I didn't need him to fill it out. I just wanted to look at it. So he filled out all of these <laughs> and like sent it back to me. I was like, oh gosh, dude, I'm sorry if you spent like hours on this. You're like trying to get this done. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah, I don't know. Baseball song, um, probably like what's the song with like Sandlot? You know, um, <sighs> like Wipeout. You know, that yeah, song yeah. always like takes me to Sandlot yeah. for some reason. But there's a couple songs in Sandlot that really like the song where they're like riding up on the bikes, like yes, yeah. That's I think it's called like Fried Green Tomatoes. Actually, okay, it up. It's amazing. That's a cool one. But like, I got worn out on the ballpark songs, dude. They were they played so repetitive. A lot of corny ones, and they're the same every place you went. You're just like, oh my god, please stop. I could be center field. I've heard it. (laughs) (laughs) Most talented teammate or teammates that never got to play pro ball. Oof. Wow. Teammates. I mean, Travis Myers comes yeah, we already comes to mind. About him, you know, yeah. Travis comes to mind. Jimmy Clayton does too. Yeah, I think Jimmy could have um, could have for sure. I'm trying to think because I don't. I never played with Billy, so I can't say Billy. I never played with him. He was a year. Travis out. and Jimmy's good answers. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure. What about a uh, glove of choice? Where were you? You loyal um, to anything? Hard to hide. Hard to hide. Rawlings. Dude, me too. Yeah, that's I my just, favorite. I'm. I love hard to hide. I just recently bought. So I have this. I've got all these gloves from when I played, but I wanted a new glove. Yeah. For like when I start like throwing with my kids. Yeah. What'd you get? I, well, it's a new old glove. It's like a, it's a Rawlings Heart of the Hide Pro 1000 BC, which is like an 11 and a half uh, basket mesh. Ba- it's, okay. it's, it's very close to the same glove my dad had when he first started playing catch with me. Cool. So I wanted something close. Very cool. And just something to break in with them that was yep. new, you know. So I'm pumped about it. I love yeah. the natural finish. I too. I need a new one too. Um, but heart of the hide is is for me. It's Iconic. the best. But you yeah. know what's weird is like every time I like and I don't. There was like a there's always like a code, you know, with with gloves and other players. Like mm-hmm. you know, don't put your hand in my glove. Right. And but I always I always remember like looking at other infielders' gloves and stuff, and I always thought they were so much better than the ones I had. I'm like, dude, this glove's awesome, <laughs> and it's broken in better than I would be able to bro- break it in. For some reason, I always <laughs> felt like that. <laughs> All right, um, funniest teammate. Dan Brewer's hilarious. I played with him uh, with the Yankees, and he's he's one of my best friends. Um, yeah, he's hysterical. Dan Brewer. Most talented teammate you ever played with? Just like the guy that just had like wild talent. Um, probably Starling Marte. Oh wow! Yeah, probably in the Pirates organization. You got to be with him yes. for a little bit. Yes. Just crazy tools. Just like what? Unreal tools. <laughs> unreal bat speed. And yeah. Pop, and pop. Um, just a unbelievable sense of balls and strikes. Yeah. And just a freak athlete in the outfield. I mean, just like scaling walls and jumping around like a. I mean. Yeah, crazy. He was a stud. You dude. knew he was different. Funny story, real quick. First home run he ever hit in pro ball was for the West Virginia Power. We're down like eight to two in the eighth inning. Yeah. He hits a bomb and he puts both of, he rounds first. He's got both arms up over his head like fist pumping. <laughs> and we're down eight two. 
And like he, he didn't I quite mean, get this the etiquette dude yet. Had the biggest smile. Marte was just so giddy. Yeah. He gets in the dugout and like, you know, the other Latinos, you know, they're fired up. Like, let's go, you know. And he gets down and then he walks down to the, the, the gets about halfway in the dugout and his hitting coach is standing there and he like stops and he's right in front of his hitting coach. And I just watched from a, a, a distance and I just saw this huge smile and then it just slowly evaporated, started, just slowly started to go down because you see the coach like shaking his head. He you know, realized like, maybe you, you don't do that when you're getting beat. Yeah. Part like of the six game. runs in the eighth. Yeah. And he was just a kid, man. Sure. He was probably 19. Hey, live and you learn, man. Yeah. But you can't get mad. I mean, it's like I see both sides of that. There, there are parts of the game. There, there are codes. And there's also like young kid hitting his first bomb in pro ball. Pretty cool. Like, yeah. I, I get it. On both it was. Ends of that. Yeah. And he's what? An all-star. He's been an all-star. He did okay. Before. He did okay. Yeah. yeah I think he's still on the show. Yeah. He's with the Mets. Yeah. Uh, best coach or manager you ever played for? <laughs> um. Best coach or manager I ever played for. Wow. God, I've had a lot of good ones, man. And, Why don't you and, just name a couple of good ones? Yeah, huh? I mean, Pat Mooney's a, a yeah. hell of a manager. I mean, sure, how could you not? It's hard, it's hard to, to top him. You know, he's probably, you know, if he listens to this, he's probably going to laugh and be like, you're, he will. you're an idiot, Casey. But it's true, man. I mean, the guy knows the game. He knows when to make a move, when not to make a move, yeah. and how to manage to win. Um, I did have a, a funny coach – in West Virginia, can't remember his last name. First name was Gary, but he was a piece of work. He's the he's the manager that comes, you know, after the game with his pants unzipped, halfway, you know, hand down his pants, <laughs> you know, shirt off, like telling us how much we played like a bunch of skirts. You allow the gag. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's got a dip in and he's spitting in the trash can and just telling us how bad we suck. Yep. Uh, yeah. I'm going to go with Pat Mooney and, Pat and Mooney. my dad, man, and Steve yeah. Torcelli and Dan Rourke. I mean, these guys that shaped me. I love really it. believe it. I love so. it. Uh, hardest year in baseball? Oh, second year of professional. Yeah, most frustrating no, for you? Oh, yeah, not even close. Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> we already talked about it, but uh, the question is actually, was Brian Pink's staff the wildest teammate you ever had? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> in a good way. Yeah, he was way. up there, dude. He had his he had his uh, his quirks, yeah, man. I mean, he, he was setting his ways. <laughs> um, man, all right. Um, do you have any regrets? Anything you would have done different in your pro career? Um, no. You know, you live and you learn, man. I mm. I I can't say that I if I could rewind time, I would have done something dramatically different. Yeah. You know, I might have handled a situation or two differently, or. Or reacted differently in in a, in a certain situation, but nothing, nothing that stands out that like affected my career um, that I would have a regret of doing or not doing. Yeah, cool. Um, were there was there any experiences in the minor leagues that were particularly important for you? You feel like? Um, I know it's kind of a broad. Yeah, I don't know. Um, okay. I'm trying to think here. That's a hard question to answer, man. It is, yeah. That's. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's <laughs> a good, it's a, it's a good question. Um, yeah. But yeah, I don't know. I don't. Know. I don't know. I don't know. Favorite field or stadium? Yeah, favorite or place I played was in Charleston, South yeah. Carolina. Yep. Um, it was just a. a uh, it wasn't anything special about the field. It was just a nice complex, but the uh, the crowds were really big, and and they they really had a great atmosphere there. Staten Island was really tough to top too. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'll go with those. M most fun year in baseball. 
most fun year in baseball? Yeah. Oh, it's got to be in high school, man. Which year? Uh, in particular? I, I, I'm going to go with my junior year. I mean, we yeah. made a deeper run in the postseason yeah. and, and, you know, and, and had some crazy games. So I'm going to go with that. Uh, most memorable game you ever played in? Or best game? Crook, I guess crook game? Go the crook game. The crook man. game. Everybody else says that, so yeah. Uh, any pregame rituals or superstitions? <sighs> yeah, nothing specific, but I just I was very routine, you know. So I do things, um, you know, very repetitively. You know, mm-hmm. I was very very repetitive, but nothing like specific. Like I wouldn't do anything, wouldn't anything weird. weird. Yeah, nothing like Moises Alou or anything. <laughs> Pissing on his hands. You know, yeah, I didn't do anything <laughs> like that. Um. At what age did you first truly believe that you could play pro ball? I, I always believed it because it was oh, common yeah. in the family, you know? So I was just like, man, this is just what we do, right? We we, we, do. We, we go play in high school and college and get drafted and go play. So, yeah, I always always felt like I, I would at a, even at a young age. Um, but, you know, you go ask a 10-year-old right now, like, what do you want to be when you grow up? You're like, I want to be a professional baseball player. So right. they're believing it too. Yeah. Um, reality was my junior, junior year. Junior year. Yeah. Um, I guess I already, I already asked, what was it like when baseball ended? We talked about that. Um, do you have any advice for like a 12 year old that's like falling in love with the game and similar to that wants to be a pro baseball player, just like a quick something. Have fun, dude. Yeah, have fun playing the it. game. Enjoy the game. Don't be so hard on yourself. There's always tomorrow. Cool. Um, you're, I'd love to go a little bit. Uh, through your process of how you attacked hitters, like what you were trying to do, you talked about if a guy was up on the plate, you were like, okay, I'm gonna take that, take, take back that part of the plate. Like, yeah, how were yeah. you processing hitters coming up if you didn't have a, a, a scouting report on yeah. them? Okay, so uh, right-handers, <clears throat> um, I would, like I said, I like pitching inside, so I'd usually try to run a fastball in on them, um, see how they reacted to that. Um, if they, you know had a bad swing, missed it by a lot, took it, stepped out, didn't like it. Um, you know, I could always come back in with that. Um, or I could throw a breaking ball at them and, and buckle their knees. Mm-hmm. And, you know, um, and it, if, if it's at that point, if you're at that point with two pitches and he, they didn't look good on either of them, well, you know, I'd, I'd usually just try to blow some gas up top. Yeah. You know, old school, burn one up top, you know, two, uh, and then yeah. bury a breaking ball the way. I mean, yeah. um, yeah, I mean, each t- each hitter will tell you, you know. I mean, you'll learn from their first at bat. You'll learn what to do next time or what not to do, just like you would if, you know, at the other end of that. Yeah. But like I told you before, like normally if a guy came in uh, and stepped in close to the plate, that tells me that they wanted to get extended. So what I would do is not let them get extended. I would uh, go hard in on them. Take it away from them. If they stood off the plate, that would tell me they liked the ball in. So you'd keep it away. So I'd try to keep it away. Um Left-handers, I'd always, for some reason, um, I'd always try to see if they can hit my my two-seam or my four-seamer on the outer half. Mm -hmm. You know, because both of them had movement and sync. And I'm like, prove that you can hit that first. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if a guy stepped up and went line drive to left field, I'd be like, okay, well, I can't do that anymore. Right. Um, But until you prove that you can hit that pitch hard, I'm going to feed you that until you prove it. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I use my change up a lot more against lefties than I did righties. Um, and then with uh, when I got two strikes on lefties, I like throwing breaking ball under their hands. Mm-hmm. Um, and right-handed or left-handed, I always enjoyed moving some feet. 
you know, I, I always love it. A little dancing feet. I don't. I, I, my, <laughs> my uncle, my dad always told me he's like, don't let anybody be comfortable in the box. I love that. Don't let them get in there and be comfortable. Pay attention right now, young young guys. This is high level baseball talk. <laughs> I'm serious. This is the real stuff. People yeah, need but, to hear this. Um, like I said, man, each 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 batter is different. Each situation is different yeah. um, to attack them. But um, I like to work quick. Yeah. Keep my defense alive. Um, Were you still dropping arm angles in pro ball, or did no, you give that up? No, you give that up. Oh yeah. Remember you said that was kind of gimmicky. Yeah, you I don't even like think I was doing it in, in college really. Okay. Just just the high school. Yep. I remember you doing it and being like. What a jerk. Why is he doing this right now? Like, <laughs> That's why I did it, man. What a jerk. Like, why you got to do that, man? Like, you're already. <laughs> you already got enough three quarters done. Come on, why man. you got to like, drop down hey, I got, I'm having a hard enough time already. I just, you know, it was like a sidearm deal. I just kind of yeah. whipped a, I, a two-seam grip, and I just whip it in there and watch the ball move, and just a, just something else for them to see. It was a, it was a change of, of, <coughs> of, of your of your release point that I yeah. felt like was really throwing me off more so than like the actual movement of the, I mean, this was like years and years ago, but yeah. I just remember being like, Oh, this I'm, I'm looking for it here. And all of a sudden yeah. it's here yeah. and that can just be disorienting. But, but like you just said, it put it in your head. You knew, Oh, okay. Now I, got, it's there. I got something else to worry about. Yeah, absolutely. You know, so that's the chess match. Yeah. Um, um, recommendations for someone trying to build arm strength. Uh, long catch. Um, long now, toss. different, different, there are different, People look at long toss differently. Were you like airing it out, or were you like, you know, some organizations only let you go so many feet and different. Definitely had some restrictions in pro ball, not, yeah. but not in high school and college. Would you let it go? I would on day. It just depends on what the day was, when my start was. If I just threw, obviously, I'm not going to go out the next day and 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 you know try to throw it over the fence. Yeah. Um, but within reason, you know, you don't want to throw the ball straight up in the air to get it as far as you want. Right. You want to keep it on a, a at least a decent plane. But yeah, I mean, put some air under the ball and get your body into your, you know, into your throw. F- work on finishing, work on your release, and and build that strength. You know, break down, build it. Yeah. You know, and um, so definitely long toss. You definitely need a strong lower half, right? Flexible hips, strong lower half. Yeah. Um, and um, I, you know, forearm strength's important. Hand strength's important. Sure. Um, and I always did a lot of small weight workouts with my shoulders you know mm-hmm. a lot five pound dumbbells yeah. doing a lot of t's y's it's know. not the sexy stuff but it's the stuff that needs to get done no it's not yeah right? it is it's just protect yourself yeah it, it, it protects your shoulder and sure. it's it's a lot it's important throwing so what are you most proud of uh in your career um most proud of in my career um nothing not anything in particular man um I'm proud that I didn't give up in pro ball, yeah. you know, even though the wasn't going as well as it, it was, I could have just walked away from it. Um, uh, but I finished it out, you know, and, and, you know, still felt like I could uh, continue to play. Yeah. Um, but uh, I'm proud of the, uh, I'm proud of being, you know, uh, and it's not an act I put on about being humble. I mean, I'm truly feel like I'm a pretty humble dude. And yeah, absolutely. That might've hurt me actually, as far as, um, professional baseball goes because most of the guys where I were around were really selfish, and there's a lot yeah. of selfish dudes in the big leagues because it's all about truth. me. It's all about me, 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 me. Right. And me growing up, I was I I didn't make it about me. I I made it about my teammates and 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 the and getting the win. You know. That so. is weird. Almost how that kind of like selfish mentality can be kind of beneficial <laughs> in baseball sometimes in like a weird way. You have a lot of people in the big leagues who might not have been the most. Um, 
not friendliest, but, you know, personable dudes Mm -hmm. probably. It's a lot of time on your own. You're working a lot on your own, perfecting your own craft. and The path to the top is lonely. Yeah. Sure, you spend a lot of time by yourself. Yep. Practicing. Absolutely. Proud of the friendships I had, proud of being humble, and and proud of, um, you know, trying to leg out the the end of my career. I'm excited for this next one. Uh, Favorite local players uh, around here that you like to compete against coming up? (laughs) Yourself is one, right? Sure, I mean, but let's. Sure, yeah, I don't want to talk about me. Let's talk <laughs> okay. about some other guys. Uh, yeah, you're. You were definitely someone that um, we knew about um, in every sport we played. You know, we knew because you were always like a real physical dude, and you played extremely hard. You know, you you dove head first into bases. You dove in the outfield. You ran the bases um, aggressively. You know, you you battled the plate. You were you were a strong dude. So. You were always on the radar, like, "Hey, don't let this dude beat us today." Appreciate you know? that. Um, another dude that I played with uh, or played go. against. I'm excited about this one, Travis Seifert. Yeah, I'm excited to talk about him. <laughs> I am. That's what I wanted to get to. Dude, Travis is my boy, and like, for some reason, man, like, he'd get in the box, and I st- we'd both start laughing. Really? He'd look at me and smile, and I'd look back. And I didn't realize you guys were close like that. Interesting. We're not like we're not like super tight, right? Um, we, you know, we'd run into each other uh, in college at parties and stuff, yeah. and and we'd run into each other and 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 just get good laughs out of each other and stuff. He's and hysterical. He's just an easy dude to get along yeah. with, yep. um, and he's a really he's a solid guy. Awesome I saw him, guy. I saw him this summer for, awesome. and it's been a long time since I seen him. I saw him this summer, but I always enjoyed playing against him because I, I I was friends with him, and I didn't have yeah. I didn't have a lot of friends that I played against. Right. I, yeah. I, I I treated everybody like an enemy. Yeah, you know, that, that was, was more the code back in the day. That was the code. Yeah, yeah we it's weren't not the LeBron and friends with everyone. Thing. No, 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 no. So right. yeah. uh, Travis was fun to compete against. Yeah, and I would love to say this about Travis is he doesn't get his due as like a guy that was really good. Yeah, he was. And I I always thought of him as like he made some like Spider Man plays at shortstop, did. wildly athletic, fast, yeah. good arm, a good hitter, tough. Tough out, dude. Tough man. Like he battled and he, he played hard he, and like. Yeah, I I bet I had so many, ten, eleven pitch. Yeah. At, you know, uh, at bats with him, he yep. just wouldn't go away. Yep. And and all he really had to do is if he put a ball on the ground, it was it was going to be close because he, dude, he could move, he fly. Yeah. Yeah. And he ended up going to Parkland, for a year. Came back to Lincoln Land, and that was when I got to be a teammate with him, and I really appreciated just the guy he was, his ethic, work ethic. Uh, he ended up blowing his shoulder out too, and that was he never played yeah. past Lincoln Land. But I always mm-hmm. thought this was a guy that had the stars aligned, could have played some D one ball mm-hmm. somewhere, or kept playing. But really solid, really good baseball player, great guy. Love to give him a little shout out. So I got your back, Sife. Yeah, yep. his boy, his boys are gonna be studs too. Man. Are they? Yeah. Oh, he's got one in high school, in a Parker maybe or something. That Parker really is the oldest one. He's. Yep. I've seen some football highlights. Yeah, man. I'm seeing those he's too. Gonna, he's gonna be lighting up the highlight reel at Rochester yep. soon. Shout out to Sife. Yeah. All right. Uh, are you recognized when you go out? Like the people. <laughs> um, is that a weird question? <laughs> <laughs> no, I not really. I don't know. I mean, I, I think people people probably recognize me more now because of coaching. You know, yeah. it's it's more of. Um, uh, a position, you know, where where they're like, oh, that's uh, you know, that's the Glenwood coach. Yeah. You know, whether it's good recognition or bad, when somebody's like, oh, that's the, you know, that's the Glenwood coach. Yeah. You know, we're we're not all about that, but yeah, um, yeah, I, I, a little bit, you know. Okay. Have I told you my my Corey Erickson story about that? No, man. So I we I grew up, you know, thinking I looked up to your brother too, 
about four years ago, I saw him at Walmart. And I was, this is before any of this happened. Like, he didn't know who I was from Adam. Yeah. And I think I'm in my firefighter uniform. I'm not sure. Maybe I wasn't. But I, I came up to him. <laughs> I'm all, I turned 39 tomorrow. Um, oh, there you go. I was like 35 or whatever. And I came up to him. I was transported back to being 10. I was like, you're Corey Erickson. <laughs> like, I came up to him, like, excited. Like, golden retriever excited. Like, yeah. wagging my tail. And he looked at me like what the heck is going on right now he wasn't rude or anything but he was yeah. just like uh yeah caught him I'm, off guard a little bit yeah like i'm just trying to get some groceries you know like <laughs> walmart's you guys a spot dude i know so then this last time so i joked with him that he big leagued me back then yeah and that this last time i saw him i was like i'm not letting you big league me now you're tapping <laughs> me up so yep <laughs> i just wondered That's if good. you yeah we were like oh are you you're casey erickson yeah no, uh, what do you miss most about the game we're getting close here i know you guys you got we've been sitting here for a while what do you miss most about the game Competing. Yeah. Playing. Yeah. Uh, face one batter with your best stuff all time. You could pick You could pick Mickey Mantle if you want. Who, who, who are you facing? Mm. Juan Soto. Really? Yeah. And I'm dropping him. <laughs> you don't look like all those annex? No. Not feeling them? No. The day, we used to do a little no. shuffle. Him, and- him or Yasiel <laughs> Puig, too. Him and his bat, his licking the bat. Oh yeah, I I would I would definitely <laughs> not feeling that. No. <laughs> All right. Um, best baseball book you've ever read? If you've read any. Uh, Josh Hamilton book was really good. That was good. That was a really good book. I didn't Beyond know belief. all that stuff about him. That was hard to believe. And yeah. he, I mean, that dude. Man, he's been through some things. Crazy <laughs> things. Yeah. That was a book that I read. Um, another baseball book. God, I don't know if I've read too many of them. Too many baseball books. I don't read anymore. I used to read when I was playing because we just had so much time on the bus. Yeah. Um, you got your hands full these days. Yeah, I read a cool one about um, gosh, what was that dude's name? Here we go, names. Come on, Bobby. Uh, yeah, he, it was a uh, <laughs> so the the guy was a, a former professional baseball player turned uh, first base coach, and he's the reason he got hit in the head with a line drive. Oh, Chris Kulbach. That's it. Yep. Okay, there's a book about him. Yeah, and I, I now, never read myself. I went to. Okay, so now the the the, the base coaches helmets. wear helmets. Yeah. Okay, and uh, I read that book. That was pretty cool. Okay. Kind of sad too. I mean, I'll put really that on, sad, my, on my radar here. Uh, any dumb traditions in baseball you wish would go away? Dumb traditions? Yeah. Uh, well, I mentioned like the seventh inning stretch. Yeah. I'm just, you, you could do without it. Yeah, dude. And I'm a Cubs fan. What's the but point? Yeah. I, I hate the the sing the song they. They sing after the game. It drives me nuts. I can't stand it. <laughs> All right. Uh, yay or nay? Pimping home runs. I don't care. Uh, celebrating strikeouts. Just don't care either way. I just yeah. yeah. I, I I don't care. I mean, I mean it's like gonna, you, it's going to happen either way. Do you, you know? let your kids do that? Like your high school kids? It, no. No, ain't doing that. No. No. <laughs> no. I actually when when when. When guys hit balls that look like they're going out of the park, I don't watch them. I watch him. I watch the player. Really, see yeah. what they're doing. Yep. Man, it is different than but we came up. Like, I see videos now of these like twelve year olds doing like a whole dance routine after a home run and like yeah. ripping all everything off, and their whole team is geeked up, and it's yeah. like first inning, and it's like you know. It's My dad always taught me. He always said, uh, "Don't act like act like you've been there before, mm-hmm. or act like you've done it before." Yep. Perfect time. And you got any more Bobbyisms? Oh God. Oh, um, never lose to a team in green. <laughs> never lose what? to a team whose third base coach has change in his pocket. What? Never lose to a team. Never lose to I'm a team. I'm not even going to ask more on these. Just never lose go. to a team whose coach is wearing jean shorts. Some shorts. Um, never let a team see you sweat. Never let a 
team think they got the best of you. Um, no, no Bush League. That's yeah. all I got. Yeah, man. There's a picture of you guys when you're. You gave me all these pictures to thank you of your like time back yeah, in man. the day. And there's a picture of Bobby in there with like those <laughs> old school coach like ba- baseball pants on. You know, where they're like <laughs> they're cut. They're cut yeah. off and hemmed, man. That the and they're like you know they're like the short shorts the kids hey. are wearing right now. Would you bring him back? Me? Yeah. No. No. <laughs> I don't have the leg. My, my dad's got nice. He's got good running legs. I don't have those legs. Yeah. No way. Um, as a coach, what's your balance? I'm, we're almost at the end here. Um, what is your balance between trying to win and trying to develop players? Um, development is 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 practice. Um, winning Games are for winning. All, all all that matters in when a, when a game goes is, is winning. Love me. it. That's yeah. it. Um. Would you change anything about the game to make it better? Um, no, not. And, and we're talking about major leagues. Sure, I mean that's where it all kind of comes from, right? right. Like, yeah, I no, I emulates. I was kind of like really weirded out by the pitch, the the pitch clock. Mm-hmm. Um, but now I think once we get used to it, I think it's gonna be a good thing. You for it? Yeah. I, I I am for it, and and I'm not a player now, so I I don't have I'm not I don't have you know either way for me but i don't like when guys take so long to get in the box yeah, sure or pitchers take so long i mean there's guys that are closers that were just 30 something seconds in between pitches it's just like dude throw the ball yeah you know so i think it's good for baseball i know it's kind of complicated right now and it's weird but i think eventually it's going to be just normal and um obviously you know i, I enjoy not seeing pitchers hit anymore um yeah <laughs> <laughs> that was yeah, just right. Like why? Why do they? Why do they drag that out for so long? I don't long? know. I don't know. And in different, why was there one league with DH and one not? It made no sense. I, I don't know. I don't know Ridiculous. why they did that, man. Isn't that weird? Like why did why did the National League not adopt that at the same time as the American League? I mean, it's so obvious that once you get to the World Series, like the American League had an extra hitter that was a bopper, yeah, and the National League had to pull someone off the bench. So yeah. like, how is this? Yeah, so I'm glad that's done. And then the shift thing, you know, I mean, I, just as a pitcher, I, and I, I didn't play and have shifts put on, but I, I can only imagine, like, your shortstop playing up the middle and the guy hits a ball right at the, right at the shortstop where he's supposed to be playing for a hit. That would really infuriate me. I hate me. the shift. So I'm, I'm, now that they've kind of put the line in the middle of the field, yeah. it's like, okay, I'm, I'm good with that. But, man, the game's so – I mean, it's there's a lot of good things about it right now. Love it. Man, you have lived quite the life. The baseball life here, my man, we're at the end. We're at the very end of this. This has been awesome. Um, Yeah, like, I I say this to all these, like, some of these guys have been, like, my boys before we did this. Like, April, O'Malley, Jason, like, I knew these guys. But, like, Bensko, PJ, Jay, you, I didn't know these guys. And, like, Mm -hmm. I'm just going to say it. I think me and you are boys now. Yeah. You spend five, six hours talking baseball. Yeah. We're boys now. It's official. It's official. (laughs) It's official. Thank you for being so awesome. It's been so cool to get into the mind of, of you and hear what you, what your thoughts were on your career and baseball is coming up and all these things and hearing these inside stories and getting all your boys involved. Like yeah. awesome, right? Like getting the Diamond Kings, your dad, all these guys. Like you just it, live. It was it was really special, man. I, I appreciate yeah. you doing what you're doing with this podcast. I think it's it's really cool to to let these yeah. guys tell their stories and stuff and. Uh, thanks for everything. Thanks yeah. for reaching out to all Appreciate these. You. Uh, yeah. you you got to do the fun stuff, man. You got to reach out to all these guys and, and talk baseball about it. It's it. fun. Yeah, I bet. I I'm bet like making great... new friends, like later yeah, in life. Some here, you know, it's cool. So uh, yeah. keep keep it up, man. I appreciate it. And uh, 
you actually, right after we got off last time, you were really, um, you were pumping me up. You were like saying like you liked the name of it. You thought it was cool. And yeah, like I love that it. Made me feel good. And you were kind of like, it. where is this going? Like, yeah, because it's going somewhere. I don't know where yeah. this is headed, but I, it feels right, and I'm gonna keep doing it. And it's been so fun, and I'm glad I give you an opportunity to share your story. And like I said, hopefully your boys can listen to this someday. Like, yeah. Someday you won't be here, and or someday you'll be an old man, and you won't forget. You'll forget things like Bobby. Yeah, I'm already forgetting right now. Right, and like <laughs> your boys will always have this. Your wife yeah. will have this. Your family can listen to this. I know the whole baseball community here is listening. So, I'll be texting you one day when I'm in my 60s or 70s, man. And 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 again, just appreciate what you did. You know, I would love I, that. Oh, I, well, I hope we're still I, friends. Talking. All the things that you did behind the scenes to to get to this point. You know, all the work, all the preparation. Like you're yeah. a true professional, not just as a podcast, you. but you were as a ball player too, man. Well, thank you, man. I, appreciate I know how that. passionately you were about baseball. You played loved a long it. time. Yeah, I loved and, it. And uh, we, you know, much respect for you, man. I played till the wheels fell off, my yeah. man. They they had to rip that jersey off my That's back. Right. I love the game, and this is my way of giving back and. I'm able to give money back into the community and like that's cool, man. It's awesome, man. Yeah, speaking of that, I need to give give you a check for Chatham baseball. So uh, hey, that that sounds great, man. Yeah, appreciate um, it, dude. This has been amazing. Thank you for your time. Like I said, me and the Crookster are boys now. Post game spread. <laughs> this is going to be our final episode here with Casey. Been awesome. Next up, Bo Hart. So I'm going to take my Pretty time good, getting through that, and you know, then we'll come back. We're still going to do Corey. I'm so pumped to do that. So I'm going to need you for that. Okay. And I'll need Bobby again, right. obviously, and we'll go through <laughs> those kind of guys. But I know you kind of said Corey's not the biggest talker, so yeah. we might have to do some talking good for luck. him. Good luck. Yep, good luck. So <laughs> anyway, thank you guys for listening. We appreciate your time. I'm a huge believer in time being the most valuable thing, so thank you for yours. And we'll see you next time. Thanks, Blake. Cool, we're out. Thanks, so thank you for yours. Cannot believe I forgot this. Um, as is custom, we're going to have the dad take us out. So here's Bobby Erickson taking us out. How dang proud are you of this guy? What are, you, what are your thoughts on that? Oh, proud and happy. And not just the, the, the sports. It's the, um, it's the way he takes, it's the way he accepts. Um, I'm, I'm trying to think how best was it. He, He's so low key about everything, and yeah. every he's so um, he gives credit to where credit is due always. Where where to somebody else, you know, he he's yeah. so good at that, and he never ne- he's never bragged in his life. He's always yeah. just he's still like that, and he expects his team his kids to be like that. He does so good in that respect. Proud of the yeah. way he holds himself. Uh, day in and day out, he does even his, his, his job. He works hard at his job. He mm-hmm. makes wants his kids to be the best kids, not just the best baseball players, you know. And he's he loves his mother so much. I'm so proud of, you know, the way he treats his mother. And yeah. it's the greatest thing in the world. And uh, his kids will end up be, doing the same thing. So he's just, I would say, a great American. That is, he's that guy. That is he's that guy you want your kid to be like. He's That's the kid the you want. He's, he's the guy you want your kid to be like.